0: This is the Gross Domesticated Podcast. I'm the host. This is Pat George right here. And uh, I am joined today by the very funny and very, very... uh, I was going to try it. Philosophical? Philosophical? (laughs) Philosophical?
1: There you go. That's how I have to do it. I have to like rear it
0: up like almost like a lawnmower. Uh, Philosophical? Uh, Sonia Z. Sonia Z is my guest today. Uh, she is you can find her doing comedy in the Philadelphia area. We have done comedy together. We've podcasted together recently on her podcast. Yo, that's weird. Uh, but if you are looking for uh, some very, very <laughs> insightful uh, tracks of wait, what is it? Uh, losing my if you're looking for someone Helping me keep my thoughts together (laughs) for what, I don't know. I think we ended up talking for like almost two hours. uh, We definitely.
2: Yeah. I feel like it was at least three Zoom sessions.
0: Yeah. But uh, Sonia, thank you so much for being here. Can you tell people uh, where else maybe they might be able to find you?
2: Yeah. um, All my uh, social media is at that T-H-A-T-C-H-I-C-K Sonia, that chick Sonia, S-O-N-I-A. Um, that's my website, thatchicksonia.com and, uh, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you've been doing the podcast. How long you been doing your podcast for?
2: Oh, it's really so brand new. It's only been since uh, November.
0: Oh, nice. So this wasn't just like a, a pandemic thing. This was like kind of out of the pandemic kind of going into other, just basically just Is it more of a practice kind of thing? Is it something that you wanted to do? Or were you just kind of like, I want to get into like, everybody's got a podcast. I got to do something.
2: Well, I was waiting until I was actually a comic to start Mm -hmm. a podcast. Okay. Kind of where I was really doing stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. instead of I feel bad for like, I feel like as an open micer you have to just have a podcast now, but it's just like. I see so many people get up on stage over the years, cycles of open micers that start and stop now, because I've been yeah. through like at least two cycles. Yeah. Uh, that like, because a lot of people will time out by like three to four years. It's like a relationship where yeah. they're just like, this is it. Or they find a relationship most of the time.
0: Do you mean with podcasts or stand up or both?
2: Stand up, over mics. So then yeah. to then st- have to start a podcast from your first year in. Mm-hmm. Seems like a mess to me.
0: <laughs> I have that, I remember a buddy of mine, actual a uh, 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 mutual friend, I think, uh, Andy Malafarina. Andy. He, he started when I was like, okay, yeah, I should probably. I, I've always, I had always been a fan of podcasts and stuff like that. And when I was like, from before I even did uh, stand up or anything like that, I was I was delivering uh, for medical supply companies and all this other stuff and a lot of driving, I would listen to like a shit ton of podcasts all the time. Like many, many different, like, not just definitely Rogan, but like a lot of the other, like, I think early, like really professional podcasts. And it really shaped my, my idea of what a podcast kind of should be, or could be, I guess. And like, I think it's, it's kind of a thing of like, it shouldn't feel like obligate, like, like you say, like, oh, you you feel bad because like comics have have to do it. Yeah. It's like, because it can be such a creative thing that like, I'm glad that you you're somebody that like is at least kind of giving an example of like, just wait until you have a perspective, or at least your perspective thought out a little bit more,
2: or like that, you know, you're even going to continue to pursue this as a career path, because so so many people quit, I I was going to say something like I was going to try a joke recently, like, what do you think you'll see more abortions of in the next two years? Children or podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which one's going up on the bar graph?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. And I think it's probably well, actually, now that, you know, one the, until they make both of them equally illegal. In most states, <laughs> and I feel like I think that's the only way
1: <laughs>
2: we should sure. start. We should start making some laws against <sighs>
0: if California is a state like banned podcast, that, that would definitely take that. It would take a huge hit. I feel it's like it's just
2: because everybody, like you, even comics outside of comedy, there's. I forget where I was just talking to some random people in a bar and like mm. with my friend and they were just like, oh, yeah, we have a true crime podcast. We're number ten in the country. And it's just like random people you meet because anybody can literally do this and yeah. get on it. But like you said, I always thought a podcast was when you were already successful as a comic like Bill Burr, mm-hmm. Marc Maron, uh, the big times that would then um, do it to show you what they're like when it's not material.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think both of those people actually, that's a, that's brings it back to what I, what I was talking about with like Andy, Bill Burr and Mark Marin are both people that are kind of got famous doing podcasts by themselves mostly.
2: Yeah. Or like, a, a and
0: like, and he was doing that as an open micer. Can you like, I, I was, I was so self aware. Like, that's why I apologized earlier when I was like, yeah I was just recently on your podcast and now I've invited you to talk to me for another couple hours here and then you're like yeah I gotta go edit your pie like so now it's a lot of (laughs) me in your head and I I apologize about that
1: Mm. but it's
0: it's a like it's that's why I didn't want to ever change this like this is always I love the name I like the like changing it and how it's kind of grown over like the year. like I did start it as an open micer, but instead of stop like giving it up like all those times, like, you know, starting, stopping, starting, stopping. It was like, I kind of would work at it and try to figure out. And I think I really kind of maybe just, just now found like my, the schedule that I kind of can keep. And it really still is very ambiguous, but it's, I think it's the, like you said, when until you actually have something to offer or something to like give to people, like there's not, can't just be like, there's one I, I listen to. That's an advertisement. On a podcast that actually is like one of the better ones that I listen to. and the advertisement is for a podcast where they're like, oh, I I love horror movies, but I hate them. So this person will watch a movie and then it'll explain it to me. But I don't like that really. So then we kind of and it's like, why why are you just like it, who who pitched this? like how is it is this really what you wanted to do? Is this like really something it, it didn't feel it feels, even in the commercial where they're trying to pitch it, it just kind of feels like so forced. And it was like, I don't understand. But like you said, that's actually a better point of saying like you have to kind of do it if you're doing comedy now. Yeah, I mean, not now, but like, it's, it's been like that, but like that also video editor who, you know, how do you do your captions? Where do you do your, this, where you, you know, it's like, I don't know. I think, I, I think true success, at least from what I've, Garner. Uh, nope. I don't have success. <laughs> what I think it might be is more of like is like just literally being happy with what you're doing. So like if you oh, like doing yeah. a podcast you could do it. But also like sometimes a lot of people can be I, I admire the people that are successful that say I'm not doing more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like five guys hamburger. They go like we got hamburgers, hot dogs. You got a salad? No. <laughs> you yeah. Got,
2: yeah, get pickles. You got yeah. pickles.
0: Yeah, we got pickles. I don't know. That's kind of you can get lettuce on it, but not too much.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, something wrong with you. It's,
0: it's the same thing with checkers. There's checkers and there's um there's that really famous one that everybody always talks about. Uh, takeout. In and out. No, no. Well, there's like it's in like the takeout? Carolinas. Oh, oh. It's no. like the cookout or something. I can't remember what it is. It's like uh, it, but it's essentially the same idea as checkers, where it's like it's a chain of fried. Foods like that's it. It's just there's no there's no other options. So I I, there is something with like there is something to say about like I'm I'm the comic that doesn't have a podcast, but
2: (laughs) yeah, you're the odd man out.
0: (laughs) It always it comes and gets you. You know what (laughs) I mean?
2: Yeah, I just didn't want to rush it. I -hmm. didn't want it. I mean, it wasn't when I first started. It wasn't it wasn't like it is now. And I think even maybe like maybe you were ahead of it, just like ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um with it just because maybe the circles you were in, and even though I would see my friends around me, they had been doing stand-up longer. And so then it was natural for them to do a podcast after you start to get some kind of footing mm-hmm. in comedy. Because what else <clears throat> would you like wanna who who else do you know? What, what else are you gonna talk about? Unless you have, like you said, a format like I hate horror movies, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But then a lot of YouTube culture like kicked in where people are now doing. It has to be like a video too. I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're you on to, YouTube. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to stream, and then you also have to. What do you do for like? I I am such an I'm such a shitty lane because I don't really, like I don't party, so I don't really go out. I don't drink, really, so I don't go out a lot. I don't socialize in a lot of, um, like the, again, maybe the worst career choice was trying to pursue comedy just because I don't like staying up too late I don't like drinking (laughs) I don't like a lot of like pop culture things or anything like that but I do truly love stand-up comedy but I I I find like if you have but I I, but I kind of feel like I don't really have a lot of those those uh same distraction like I just really I don't know I, I want to do like I, I feel like podcasting can kind of be a better exercise in a lot of cases and like where people like if you're not able to get a ton of reps like in a big So you, like you have did you start you've always lived in Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Like so you there's always been at least a couple mics a week.
2: Yeah. Like when I first started, it was even, like four to five a week, maybe. Yeah. Like and maybe. or even
0: sometimes multiple a night.
2: That was that was right before COVID. There was two to three every night almost. But but when I very first started, it was not that many. It was maybe four total. It was like a Fergie's one.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, one that Joey Dougherty ran at um, an Irish bar off South Street. The comedy um, at the Laugh House, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two Rays at Warm Daddies and Raven and Helium.
0: So, like, I I, like that's what I mean. Like, you have like the podcasting, even early on, like with some of those open micers, or at least how I kind of saw it too, was like, I knew I was already a fan of like broadcasting. Like, I liked a lot of radio people and stuff like that, whether it be, so it was kind of, I think it was being a fan of like those people. And also the comics and the mix like O and A and shit like that. I was one of those. People.
2: I, I I listen to O and A every day.
0: Yeah. So like that was, like the mix between that is what I really liked. So like somebody like Jim Norton was somebody that I really admired. I love Norton. <laughs> yeah, is it, somebody that is somebody that like that's a career path that I was like yeah, literally. Maybe it's a little antisocial. <laughs> maybe it's a little uh, weird, but it's like go do comedy. Go to bed at a pretty reasonable hour, wake up in the morning, do com, like kind of essentially do, you know, uh, radio, but comedy again, you know, joke around with your friends, talk about shit in the news, you know, you have that, that, that kind of freedom. That's what I was kind of preparing, trying to prepare myself for with early podcasting. So I don't know if that makes sense. Like I knew I didn't necessarily have a point of view, but I also knew that even with a smaller audience, if they, Kind of fucked with what I was doing now. Hopefully, you know, that would they would kind of grow with me because like I wanted to build that muscle since I wasn't able to build the stand up muscle as efficiently as I could with podcasting. I saw it as an opportunity. You said like anybody could do this, like, literally, do yeah, it. I could, I could, I can do this and I can try to be like different, a little bit better. Like, there's something, you know, you got to get your thumbnails and you got to do all this other shit, but like, like you said, like eventually yeah i'll I'll do my thumbnails how i want like i'm gonna try to do this the way i'd like to do it because i have because i can do it that way at least now and then if i do get an opportunity for radio or broadcasting or something like that i'm not just like yeah i got a podcast on youtube or i got a a show that i like you know i I have more i think I i have more of a voice hopefully unless like for broadcasting
2: yeah. Keep working on that stutter. You'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, I don't have a great job making it. I can't sell myself. Like I'm not good with like, <laughs> but I'm not good with on paper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who's, who? who is a, who is somebody that you would like, uh, like listen to besides ONA on the radio, like in, anybody local?
2: Um. Well, radio would have been when I was younger and I had my first like day job, like, mm-hmm. In my early twenties, or like around there, and it was like O and A and Howard Stern were literally on the radio, and it was before serious and podcasting and like the way we know it now, because this is so long ago when they were on the radio. Um, And then, it, like, I didn't really have any radio that I listened to after that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would listen to a lot of uh, everyone's the the radio beefs in the Tampa Bay area where Bubba, Lu- <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge against MJ and BJ in the morning. I
2: feel, I feel like I've heard about that. I yeah. just
0: <laughs> he, he was a guy that got I think he got uh kind of picked up or uh taken under the wing of Howard Stern, uh Bubba the Love Sponge. He's a friend of his.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then the other guy turned into a, a conservative talk radio guy in the afternoon in the morning he was mj in the morning
2: <laughs> and, then,
0: and then in the afternoon he was uh um, by
2: lunchtime he winds down <laughs>
0: yeah i think, can't remember i can't i think it was schmidt or something like that I but i remember <laughs> it, all it was was him just taking very very dramatic you want to talk about speech impediments i was like is this guy <laughs> okay because it would just he would just stop talking for long periods of time he would just go and that's the point
2: That's like probably what Harry carries. Yeah,
0: like it was like, I don't know if he was trying to build uh, anticipation or drama, but it was just really I I just kept like I would turn my radio up a little bit. Like, is it you have to hear that room noise a little bit? You're like, oh, I hear him. Like, is he taking a drink? What's going on? Did he like, is he crying
2: can pick up the room tone really cleanly?
0: I don't I don't like I don't like that stuff. I hate one thing I did hate about listening to radio and I still hate about radio is radio commercials. Anytime they have radio actors do like trying to say like hey bill don't go over no. there with that you know like anytime they have to act out anything because it's always way too descriptive and it's never like they're trying to paint a picture a lot better uh, instead of just being like hey we got to sell this product they're trying to actually paint a picture with words in like 30 seconds over the radio yeah for like you know Navaj.
1: Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Like
2: nasal irrigation at its finest. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like legitimately when that guy comes on, every time I hear that like free you know free plug for Navaj for anybody all of the you know 20 to 30 people that watch this uh not Navaj the when you like you said nasal irrigation helps me <laughs> remember what Navaj is way more than if I heard like hey, I got stuffy nose, what's going on? Like oh honey I got you this for your birthday I guess you can open it early (laughs) like why are you doing that I don't understand but I I don't know people they, they a lot of times comics will talk about when they go do radio shows locally in in towns or something like that they never makes a difference with ticket sales oh I believe that and I wonder I I would venture to say those radio ads where they have people acting out how much they love a McMuffin and then, it ends, you know, with a bubba, yeah. or some shit like, that has sold zero McMuffins. <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing. I, I, I think- don't know.
2: You never know with subliminal programming sometimes with people. But I know that those spots that are like like Punchline used to send us to do the Q show
0: mm-hmm. on TV. What is that?
2: It's just like a daytime talk show with Quincy G- Quincy Adams. What's his name? He's the Q. I don't know. He's like a Philly talk show guy daytime mm-hmm. TV that like moms watch. I don't even know if it's on anymore because I saw Punchline's now doing a different type show.
0: Oh, <laughs> so I put in Quincy Adams and it says Qu- John Quincy Adams. No, I know. I know that's not who it is.
2: No, because it's not Quincy Jones. I don't oh. That's a singer, I think. But anyway.
0: But yeah, sorry. Go ahead.
2: He's the cue. So but I always felt like out of these they had like what was like a weird studio audience with like just random moms mm-hmm. and then i feel like that's who probably the demo of the show was i'm like how many of these ladies are going to buy tickets for the punchline like wednesday showcase or whatever i was hosting or something at the time yeah. when they first when the club first opened they would press do press all the time like with yeah. whoever was hosting for the different showcases and um I don't know, I feel like what you said about the ticket sales from people doing spots and you have to get up like because it's at like five in the morning. Yeah, only a psychos are up listening <laughs> to the radio at five in the morning. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. This is it's not like a I mean, it, I would I would still like to go there for the possibility of the. I mean, I don't know, because I, I was a fan of again, I was a fan of local radio. Sure and I would find out if a comic was coming to a club, but I don't think I would ever go to to the show unless I also won tickets. You know what I mean? Like, So I just bought
2: tickets wherever I was going.
0: Yeah, like I already already had plans. And then when they're going to promote it, it's like, yeah, that's tonight
2: course yeah
0: what am i an animal that doesn't have tickets already you to the show that's <laughs>
2: probably sold out i know like yeah
0: like, but then if they're there obviously it's not it's that's not there. yeah <laughs> that's another thing you find and out it's
2: kind of embarrassing at that point so <laughs> it looks
0: like the queue i i don't know if this is a i believe this is what you're talking about the queue on fox yeah on fox 29 features quincy harris
2: harris plain it's another like just plain
0: yeah just five letter last name. name um but yeah i would i would do I went. Uh, I I would also. I remember once I, <laughs> I I called in to. It was Cowhead in the afternoon, at the time, and uh, I called because Brian Posehn was the guest. Okay. But, and the and the and I had recently, I I I don't know if I had done stand up at the time, but if I had, it was like one or two times, and, and I was like I I don't know, like now. I've matured. And now I would think I'm going to call Brian Posehn to tell him this. And then I would go, wait, why would you call? Because I want, I just wanted to call and say, Hey, I recently started doing stand-up to Brian Posehn and go, what do you think? I was literally <laughs> that guy. I was, I was the guy that was like, Hey, yeah, I do. I do stand up. Yeah, I do it too. <sighs> just, you <laughs> know, just around here locally. <laughs> My wife Googled a couple open mics. Yeah. I do a <laughs> And he goes, well, tell me a joke. And I, and and then I just, I froze, I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like one of those things where like, I, I, that was the first time I had ever been hung up on. I think I barely, I don't think I ever really got through on any kind of radio show again, driving a truck a lot. I didn't really have a lot to to occupy me. You know, I wasn't going to pay attention to the road. So I was, I wanted, when there to- was
2: only radio. That was what you did in the car.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or unless it's you a, had your
2: own tapes or CDs or whatever the hell your car had in it.
0: Tapes and CDs. This is a <laughs> this, I'm I'm glad that you bring this up. You uh, I'm assuming and uh, that I, I I hope I don't make an ass of myself. You had a probably some kind of CD book in your car as a youth.
2: Oh, I still have two of them in
0: my back like storage oh, did you really? you right that the, I, I, I like save like them.
2: <laughs> I have um my grandma has a CD player actually downstairs.
0: Okay. So do, you, um, so do you still throw on a, a disc from time to time?
2: I haven't lately, but I found I have a, a tall tower of all my original CDs in the corner of my
0: room. How would you organize them alphabetically or genre
2: um, mostly? Johnny? OK, because when you had to take them out of there, putting them back alphabetically was a nightmare like I used uh, to try to do that loosely. But
0: this might be this might be my um one of my undiagnosed disorders possibly. And okay. I, Uh, but I loved that. I actually have them still alphabetically in two big jug, you know, those big ones. I, I remember I thought those were so oh, fun. The big forward. square
2: where you have like 98 mm-hmm.
0: CDs in there. Yeah. A humongous, like <laughs> I wanted the, I wanted the one that had like 300 bills in it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. wanted a ton of pages front to back CD books in the front alphabetically starting <laughs> yeah. with numbers. I started with numbers, okay, and then you go all the way through. Then I also was like, "Well, does MXPX does it does it start with Does it start Is it M dot So is it M? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. when I, That's when my uh, lack of grammar came into like, kind of <laughs> to hurt me. I feel like a lot more, but I still have those, and I don't. I very rarely, unless there's something I can't find online, and I have to like rip it. And put it online, <laughs> or just put it on my phone, or something like that. I I don't. I very rarely crack that open or anything like that. But you said you still have that in your car.
2: No. Um, oh. I found the ones I used to keep in my car. <coughs> Sorry. You're okay.
0: No, I, I I keep mine in the in my
2: back like storage closet area. Oh, my, okay,
0: yeah. I keep mine in the closet as well.
2: My catech or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> like. um, yeah but i i just looked like i was i was moving something and i went oh i i have all these burn cd's that probably don't even work i think i tried to put one on cuz i used to put all my playlists onto a burn cd
1: mm-hmm.
2: um okay. for my car from ipods cuz before okay, yeah. iphone
0: yeah this is i didn't mean for this to be the hey this is all the things that we used to do as youth <laughs> i know but, <laughs> but no no i <laughs> but i was i was thinking of this because i wrote this down and i'm glad i remembered to ask you about it was uh, did you see that thrice re-recorded and re-released artists in the ambulance
2: i did and i listened to it the other day at work and i was gonna post how i think it's dustin's attempt to when they come around and do the tour of it they're actually they're coming to philly i think may 30th
0: yep we're be, uh, the wife and i're gonna go there.
2: yeah um i didn't get tickets yet but uh not yet either <laughs> um Sometimes with Live Nation, I can get in stuff over there. So I was oh. kind of trying to like, oh, yeah, because out yeah, okay. I work at Punchline. But. Um,
0: technically, I do. Too. Technically, you <laughs> could ask, <laughs> you yeah, you've worked
2: there now, so you could technically ask like if Jay's, who if so, you got to know somebody that's working that night to kind of walk you over.
0: Yeah, i not give go away all the problems. industry
2: secrets. But anyway, um, okay, yeah. yes. And I was going to say that I think it since he's like so much older now and his voice is all shot out, um, it was like, a way for him to like be able to do it in his voice now and not have fans start roiling online the next day. Like, oh, it sounded like shit, blah, blah, blah. Because it doesn't sound exactly like the his voice did 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, this is this is my this is what I I love. This uh, aspect of bands nowadays is like going out and touring and playing from start the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, a a, a classic album, most of the classic albums I saw offspring do smash yeah and that was that was awesome and they weren't even the headliner which was crazy for that show oh shit it'd be like that i felt like they were kind of i feel like it almost should go by age but that's a whole different topic but
2: whoever <laughs> spoke in the show honestly
0: yeah exactly <laughs> there but there's uh i i have a lot of theories <clears throat> about and i'm glad that you're here because you're uh i think uh thrice is is that your number one or is it yeah
2: that they're my favorite band yeah
0: thrice okay I didn't know uh, thrice is like, so I, that's a band that is my, probably my Mount Rushmore. They're one of my top. I, so I'm, I'm highly critical of their later their releases, probably everything after beggars was the beginning of the end, in my opinion of, of their demise of their kind of like them, try like, like Dustin trying to be this folk artist guy, but I, I don't know if it's like what you were saying, like where he blew out his voice.
2: It's just from so many years of screaming, but a yeah. lot of people feel that way. But I feel like at first I felt like that. And I agreed with you almost like it wasn't rocky enough for me. I went, this is dad rock. I hate it. But mm-hmm. then it I love everything they've put out since now.
0: Hurricane was incredible. Hurricane. Hurricane
2: was- no, I have I have sea change tattooed right here. Like my oh, artist wow. did a version of sea change, the art for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like robot soft exorcism. Okay. I like it all because it's the best bands. I was in a band. I think we talked about that before.
0: You pay. You and also play bass, right? I do. Nice.
2: And um, when we went to meet with a producer that our singer was friends with and like a like an actual real one, like worked with the roots and whoever else, um, when we recorded an album, we were talking about it beforehand. They said, what's the. Like, besides a band having a signature sound, that you can recognize immediately, like the tone of it or whatever. Besides that, that's one thing that will get you big as an artist is you have a signature sound. The next thing staying in people's minds and staying relevant is changing with the times. And one of my favorite examples is the Beastie Boys.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Okay, it's not, it was very grainy and punky when they first came out. And then think about from that to like intergalactic, how far it changed, but it just was like still good. Mm-hmm. When that came out, that was the jam. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: I think I, and I, I think that's another thing is if they can grow. Like I love when a band can be vulnerable and I like when a band can grow naturally. And, well, and a lot of times I feel like with most bands, when it's happening naturally, it takes like a, an album or two. It's like a shift. They kind of go like there's songs that sound like a good mix between the last out, like so an artist in the ambulance there's some songs that sound like a good mix of of illusion of safety and visu like they're kind of you kind of see both sides of the hill and that but it, it is very but they're all very much artists in the ambulance you know what I mean mm-hmm. like but when that gets to once he started doing Dustin Kenzer started doing a lot more of his, his solo stuff. it I think that poisoned it Mostly I, I say, yeah, give that release, go out and do this stuff. But it kind of gave him this. I think this illusion of what he is, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't I don't like Dustin Kensrue nearly as much as I like thrice. Oh, and, yeah, I
2: don't really listen to any of his his uh, solo stuff. Well, that's all.
0: that being said, his first solo album I loved and Dom and I were going to dance to one of the songs on there until son of a bitch friend of mine stole the song. And and him and stole his your like, wedding dance song, dude, dude, I told him about the album and I said <laughs> I, I burned him the album and I said, you should check this out. I think you'd really like it. You, you know, you love thrice. Obviously, you'll love this. Dom and I are even going to be dancing to that song Pistol. And then we're at their wedding and then we hear the fucking song start. We're like, what the fuck? So, hey, either way, they're divorced now.
2: Yo, (laughs) that's not your friend. Good. Goodbye. Uh,
0: So so, (laughs) uh, you get
2: that's what you get for stealing someone's song. that They specifically that there's so many. He has so many like love related songs Mm -hmm. because he just like loves his wife. Like you know what I mean? But like and there's so many bands and.
0: I didn't realize I didn't realize at first because I'm not a very big. Uh, I'm not a big lyrics guy. Sure. I don't I not a lot. I wrote with,
2: lyrics, so I'm a big. OK.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. OK, so you're you're more do you can you sing and play? That's the thing I could never do.
2: Yeah, a little bit uh, bass. It's hard because you're keeping the rhythm. It's like di- playing the drums, mm-hmm. but piano I can. I'm not great on guitar, but the few songs I with can. Piano, and,
0: you can sing and play at the same time. Yeah. God damn. That's too that's. Okay, sorry. You know this. That's both of your hands doing two different things and then your mouth doing it a whole nother thing. Yeah. That sounded weird. I'm sorry. No. I, I mean,
2: I... don't. I can't.
0: My... I'm sorry, you, the guy you I'm
2: talking you to you is probably do... watching this so mad right now. You didn't talk, you didn't talk
0: right after it. And I was just like, Yeah, I know. I said, it. If it um, w- if it was me, I would say I would in my head, yeah. I saw it. I heard it.
2: Like, I'm very talented, Pat. But I, could,
0: but I could never I could never do that. Like whether it be rhythm guitar, I, I could never play lead. Rhythm
2: like lead is hard piano. to sing with. Yeah. Rhythm is hard. now. Piano, when you're keeping the rhythm, it's a little, I've also learned that first, Okay, I feel like as a kid. So maybe just cause I have such a mastery of, once I know the song in my head, my hands just go. It's kind of like comedy.
0: See, that's the, that's the thing when, when, when like Dustin Kenzer and stuff, when they started introducing piano, piany. And all that stuff into uh, thrice, yeah, and like softened. I wasn't like I'm not one of those bros that's like you need to fucking scream all time, dude. Like I I love that song for miles off of. Oh, V2. that's
2: one of my favorites,
0: and not just because of the end. No, just one <laughs> of
2: not, just such a good song.
0: I, and this might be a little dark. I remember when I heard, it, I was like, I want this played at my fucking funeral, dude. <laughs> So, just, uh, you know,
2: I was kind of like in my band when I started listening to Thrice from my guitarist, from the lead guitarist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He
2: was a huge thrice fan. He burned me Vahisu, And mm. he was like, here, oh, you, you only like Artists in the Ambulance? You got to listen to this one. Oh, yeah. And then oh. from then I was just hooked and like, just never, so, you
0: know. So my theory with them re-recording this, and I, I think you're right as well, because it's like also like, guys, here's what you can expect. Because a lot of the versions, they're very, they're a little bit, I, don't know. I I always end up okay I'm going to get into a very pre- pretentious zone if I'm not already there Sonia I'm very <laughs> sorry and anybody yeah, listening to this uh, after the fact please I, I I understand what I sound like but it's a very intentional like it's very its intent is very uh, clear like it's very like it's a very methodical like it's very slow and it, and it is very much this is what you can expect because this is who we are now. These are what the songs are now. They're not very different. They're a little bit more slow. They're a little bit more precise. And there is like maybe the key's a little different. Maybe yeah. we don't maybe I don't scream at this part anymore. Yeah, maybe I don't do that, but it's not that different. And I think it's better. But I think they Taylor Swifted it. So this is their most po- this is their most popular album, right? When it was originally released, it was under uh, Island Def Jam Music Group.
2: They had a music video.
0: They had yeah, they had a music video. Like
2: the one that catapulted them into being an underground right s- good like being ringtones.
0: They had fucking yeah. like everything. Oh, that I
2: had be- the ringtones. Yep, same. I did too. I had stare <laughs> at the
0: sun. I think I had yeah yeah. So. <laughs> like this was their most marketed album for sure well this one sounds I'd say just just as good if not better in my opinion I think all of the songs aged very well but it is now released under thrice and other people you know what I mean like it's a so now if I if anybody is thinking of like they're getting nostalgic oh man i want to listen to this album or anything like that not just because like you should check out the new recordings of it also featuring people like chuck reagan um curl up and die i think is on a track and stuff like that but they are like they they get the residues now they're getting if you're getting the ringtone get this ringtone if you're sharing a song share this song if you're streaming it or whatever if you're gonna buy if for some reason you're going to buy an album in fucking twenty twenty three, then buy this one because it's not that different. And there's a weird thing. I can't remember the song. That it's oh, fuck. I was just listening to it, but there is a. So speaking of the lot li- seeing them live. Yeah, they put out House of blues Live at the House of Blues in 2014 or 2015. No, 2014, December 2014. Because I asked for it for Christmas. I fucking <laughs> wanted it that bad. I love live albums because they're a best of. You get a true representation of what the band can do live, in person, on, like, on the spot. Can you replicate the feeling or emotion? Can you do this, what you did on the album, can you do it live? And that fucking album sucks. <laughs> the recording, <laughs> it sounds like I recorded it.
2: It's, <laughs> it's yeah, I don't I don't have any I don't have a single track from there on any of the massive amount of playlists that I have. I have an
0: entire yeah. thrice one that I've been working on. That I don't think I've ever had. I have I have the out. But you want to open that big ass square CD book? I have Sonia It's in there. <laughs> but I ain't going to fucking pop that some bitch in ever. It is. <laughs> and that doesn't have a scratch on it. Yeah. <laughs> so um and I remember the notes I had. I was like the crowd is clapping off tempo and they're doing <laughs> like literally. I remember thinking the crowd, not the artist's
2: fault. That's just people are. But
0: they're not doing anything like they're <laughs> they're too. Yeah, I can hear them too well. Like,
2: oh, shut yeah, them yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Shut them up. Right. Yo, and, who mic'd up the crowd so
1: closely? <laughs> yeah, they're, I can hear.
0: So and and when they start singing artists in the ambulance mm-hmm. late night. Blah, 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 mm-hmm. It's that part. Yeah. I can hear the crowd exclusively. I cannot mm-hmm. hear Dustin at all yeah so like the mix is terrible um they so then they re-release it, it i can't remember what it's called but it's uh i think it's called like anthology or something An- like that. oh yeah
1: there's and two of them
0: it's a two discer. you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. that one is incredible so <laughs> so i like that one in that album at one point i can't remember i think it's for um um we break the what's the song? Iron Bars. Um, oh Fuck, I can't remember what it is, but there's a there's a drum breakdown, essentially. And and at one point, Dustin goes to the crowd. Follow the hi-hat, follow <laughs> the hi-hat. And I go, fuck, yeah, dude, he, he listened. Yeah, <laughs> he listened to me. Yeah. So there is <laughs> there is one song off of Artists in the Ambulance a little bit deeper. It's got the sick ass breakdown. And I remember right before the breakdown, I go, man, I would really love just one snare hit right there, right before the breakdown, right when everybody stops, bam, bam, bam. And then like go right into it. Every time I hear him live, I'm waiting for it. Every time I see him live, like personally waiting for it. nothing on this album, Sonia, they fucking put it on. And once I find it, I'll send it to you. But it's like. They listen to their fans. <laughs> I can kind of hear the
2: guitar riff playing in my head, but I'm it's I'm struggling to form the whole song, but I can hear you yeah. thinking of it. But it's
0: uh, a, it's a it's like a little bit later. It's, I think it's like can... the... that one. Or is it? It's the uh, oh. fuck. Oh, uh, hoods of Par... on peregrine. That one. Yeah. The... yeah. It's that one. I can hear it playing <laughs> from your head. It's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it goes. I just want to that's a good song
2: oh <laughs> yo, break down the mic mosh it right i'm telling you i was about to fucking throw some bows dude
0: but it, i i wanted so i so you have listened to it i really wanted to get your take on that because i know what what is it you you quoted tim butterly oh because he, he used to
2: tweet it all the time i forget like one of their fans on dad meet one time like got him mad about thrice like because like tim hates on them he says they're Heavy music for heavy girlfriends.
0: That's what it is. Yeah, I remember hearing that, and I took I took offense by it because I was like, "Hey, I like I have I have the um the you know the Elements albums DPs that they did. Yeah, I have that um, on tattooed on my shin on the front like that whole because I remember thinking one of my all time favorite bands is doing one of my all time favorite things. I love concept albums. That's what I feel like a live album really is. Is sure is is a an idea concept, is the concept of the band. Yeah. Like, here's what it would be like if you were to go to one of their shows, you know, best case yeah. scenario. I just had an argument with uh, Andy and. I, how familiar are you with the misfits?
2: They're not it's, like, it's so funny. They're so like legendary, but and we even did a cover in my band, mm-hmm. but I'm not like this Which huge one? trivia buff on them. Which one did you do? Oh, uh, we did a mashup. It was, um, uh, hold on. I'm terrible with titles sometimes, but I'll know like every lyric of the song. Uh,
0: um, is it the goddamn son of a bitch one?
2: No, no, no. Uh, I'm like, I can hear it playing in my head, but I'm trying no, to, I don't
0: want to, uh, I don't want to distract you, but I also don't want to like, I want to try to take help up
2: dead airspace. Uh, <laughs> okay. yeah.
0: Somebody tunes in right at that point and you're going,
2: yeah, I was gonna try to like look it
0: up. Um, oh, it's okay. Yeah, you can look it up if you want. Um, I, I was I, uh, basically I have a theory that I am also not very like. So if it makes you feel like anything-
2: uh, 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 wait, hold on. There's no there. What's the lyric? It's like there's no. <sighs> hold on. Oh, I almost got it. It's like <laughs> halfway coming out of my head.
0: <sighs> no, no. Just keep telling me what it is. It like there's no. Uh,
2: Eagles there. It's like so close in my head, you know, like,
0: by the way, I just suggested the same song that I just (laughs) did before. Wait, wait. Is it that one that I just mentioned earlier?
2: No, um, we bite.
0: We uh, are 138. No, Um, Uh, Halloween.
2: Because we I used to sing along while we were playing it.
0: Oh, which what was do you remember what your part specifically was? (sighs) I might be able to get with the gang vocal.
1: Yeah, I know the hits. That's, I,
2: that's why, because we did gang vocals in our band. So I'm yes. trying to think yeah, yeah. of I just don't know the misfits good enough. I'm like such a bad it's punk.
1: Fun. Well that's this <laughs> is oh, no, this I'm is gonna search point.
2: them. I'm gonna search them. Um
0: <laughs> Glenn Danzig.
2: Hold on. I'm trying to, it's like because our singer was such like a huge um
0: he was like a he like that they were a misfit. Uh, head. What was it like? Huge. Like
2: just like all those OG, like, um, bad brains, misfits, uh, you know, every like original, like,
0: I think that's kind of my, that's turned out to be my thing. So even when I was a lot of times I discover when, like, when kind of revisiting a lot of these bands from my childhood, I've realized I never felt even as like a punk horror
2: business, horror business.
0: Oh, okay. That's kind of a, no, that, that's more of a, that's not like a a blatant, you know, that's not a, yeah that's that's a, I think that's a, a more of a deeper cut.
2: And then we would transition it into a thrash song. Oh, who was the band? But that doesn't matter. But we would okay. we would end it and when it goes back it goes da da da, 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 da 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 at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then we would turn it into a thrash like a a mix a mashup.
0: They kind of were though. Like especially mm-hmm. when they got uh, when they reformed later on, like because it sounded the recordings sounded so much better. I feel like they kind of did sound they did sound a little thrashy, but I'm not I'm not here to talk about new misfits or anything like that, because I I was a lot of times I realized when I'm talking about these older bands and and growing up listening to the music and in the scene and stuff like that, I kind of I realized like I want. Yeah, I want to wear cool plaid pants and fucking suspenders and boots and stuff like <laughs> I couldn't afford the boots I, I none of the clothes at hot topic fit me because i was a big fat kid <laughs> you know what <laughs> i mean so like so it was kind of like before
2: I, body shaming era at hot topic right. <laughs> <Free> body
0: shaming <laughs> it was one of those things of like yeah i want all those cool strap things i remember i i i, almost, I had them the bondage pants yeah so i i wanted those the ones that like the like uh connected in the back or whatever yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like i had a pair that kind of fit once like a little bit but i could i never had the confidence to wear outside (laughs) so like i always so i never i felt like an outcast even in like the outcasting and i always thought it was weird that there was like the rules of like straight edge guys have all these rules and like oh yeah suspender you're you mean this and if you have this boot lace you mean this and (laughs) so i always felt like weird with that but like i never was i always saw the shirts i always saw tsol and i saw like bad AFI AFI um, misfits stuff Santa like that flag um, yeah so uh, but I never I never I was just bringing up this argument that I think that guar deserves the the shine that the misfits get I think it should be reversed because they give a I love lot more, they give a lot more to their fans and it's the same idea it's this like theatrics know, instead of like horror punk, it's more like sci-fi punk metal. Mm-hmm. And it has, they give like storylines, they create yeah. characters. Like, whereas the Misfits kind of go, you guys remember that movie TXH113?
2: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> None of <laughs> yeah, us Yeah, they're just,
2: they're just those elitist kids yeah. that yeah, like you couldn't dorks. hang out with because they were too cool and they had a devil lock.
0: Yeah, and... they have all their hair here because now yeah. it's all balding. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, I get what you're saying because it's kind of like, yeah it's like, um, Gwar is like ghost and stuff like that, where that mm-hmm. kind of and then like, uh, Misfits is kind of like more like um like where Marilyn Manson went with like a theme of the band just being
0: spooky it's 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 like who it's who should be considered punk kiss and like and and where where like misfits has like fiend skull ashtrays and fucking you know. All the Lego little gliders and yeah swim trunks and fucking NASCAR jackets and shit like that. <laughs> you know I mean, like <laughs> Kylie Jenner is wearing fucking fiend skulls and shit like that. It's <laughs> I get it, but it, it's also like just because they had better branding, it doesn't mean that they should get because they also get so much shine. And I was just recently listening to the Misfits, like I just had all of their songs on shuffle. Like I was just let's just go all over all of them. And that idea that I brought up earlier with I like the idea of these bands before they go on these tours where they're going to play the whole album, they should re record them. I think that's really cool. But with the Misfits, their deep cuts of songs and different recordings fucking suck. <laughs> the song that you have heard that you like by them is the only version of that song that's good. <laughs> if you hear them live, they go, it sounds like shit. It's just like, it's just thudding. Yeah. It's garbage. It's like, it's. But if you see Guar, that's like this whole thing, and then they it's have produced. this crafted dinosaur that comes out and bites people's heads off and it squirts yeah. thick and I went
2: in the maggot one time. You got in the maggot? We went in the maggot. Actually. I was just talking about this. Yeah. Holy um, shit. I was very sad because well, I wasn't sad at first. I was like, oh hell yeah, because the security guard walked up, like, hey, you want to go in the maggot? I was like, just stand by the edge by the side of the oh, stage of the electric man. factory. Um, and well, now known as Franklin Music Hall or whatever the hell they call it. Um and he, I was standing in line. There was like a little line to go up the side of the stage and and uh, Odorous was still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was standing there and I was next and he started walking over to me with like his arms out. Like he was going to pick me up and put yeah. me in the ground and some taller than me, bigger than me, bitch, elbowed me out of the way and he grabbed her and then Balsack uh-huh. picked me up, which was cool. I like Balsack, but my still, favorite. I like the- both dead. Aren't
0: they? I don't know. No, Also, <laughs> no second, uh, it was uh, it was the other guitar player. I oh. wish I could remember his fucking name. I always uh, I always uh, forgot his name because yeah, he was the um, only one I never really had like a personal connection with.
2: Yeah, I, I'm trying. To, I had this conversation. So, You're right.
0: Um, oh, I, I think it I doesn't do, matter. You know, I, might, uh, I might be able to show you, but there was, but, I, was I was just talking about guar is actually the band that I have seen probably the most. Okay. of all time i've seen them maybe double digits actually now that i think about wow. it because because at first when i got to see them when i was younger it was it was an experience it was incredible i saw i went to go to see them at the ritz in ybor ybor city Woo-woo. i remember offered. hearing
2: that i remember hearing that on radios
0: yeah offered like crack. on radio stations.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was uh it was, it was a little weird that's that was the first place i was offered crack in florida Um, (laughs) that was so i um i think this was probably the second or third time i'd seen guar and i was like i was hooked this was this is my fuck alice cooper fuck kiss fuck i mean all due respect i understand that they have their place in time yada yada but like i uh, with that thing that everybody was always all those other kids or people were talking about that that guar is that for me I love them. I love every. It's not a joke to me. I love the music genuinely. I listen to Guar on a regular basis. Guar the
2: album, Guar the self titled, is one of my first CDs I ever owned.
0: Yeah, I had. uh, I had. um, uh, Maximum destruction. I think that was the name of it. I can't remember. It has Uh, crush, kill, destroy uh, on it.
2: Yeah, I think it is. um, It's not maximum
0: destruction. Appetite for destruction. No. um, (laughs) Oh yeah, that was Chinese democracy. (laughs) I forget. No, I, it was, but I had, um, so, uh, so we were after, after the show, after we saw them incredible, got some great like pictures that on a fucking disposable camera that night, it was really crazy. I actually still have those somewhere too. Okay. that's Um, and I was waiting by the bus cause that's what you do when you're a kid and you just, that's, I never did that for, I rarely did that for any athletes. Uh, I, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like it was always waiting by the bus after the show to just meet the band sure and um so there's like a couple of the slaves going by you know the stage hands the slaves going by and stuff like that and they're all and the, everybody's polite and everything they're not being like dicks like get out of the way or anything and i'm just standing there and then all of a sudden this guy comes by and and like he's a little bit taller and like he looks he's not carrying anything he's not doing anything except for he's got this big thing of milk he's got a big jug of milk and like he takes this big swig of it and he looks down at me and i go and I like kind of gesture at I'm like, Hey, and he goes, and he like offers me the milk. And I was like, Oh, no, thank you. And he's like, OK, <laughs> and he took another chug and he went back. He went on and I realized that's odorous. Yeah, That was fucking odorous around Holy shit. I guess I found out from somebody that he drinks it after the show because it coats his throat.
2: Well, like- no wonder he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's Drinking a
0: gallon of two percent milk. First of all, you're supposed to that's
2: not the right thing for your throat. Anybody listening, that's, that's not, not it. right. Like, honey, <laughs> like sweet, sugary honey. I took a vocal class one time in like a theater camp thing and s- sweet sugary stuff like a lollipop or yeah. honey in tea. Uh but um but uh, not milk,
0: not ice not, cold milk.
2: No, that gives you mucus. Oh well, at that's- least it
0: was after the show.
2: I mean, people have their weird rituals, and I'm not going <laughs> to knock it, but for anybody out there, the scientific answer is to not to crush a gallon of milk after you sing and tear your vocal cords up. Yeah, <laughs> it's not Maybe. just because it seems soothing. It isn't. That's for acid reflux. He's Maybe that's about.
0: what Dustin's been doing. That's why he had to, he had to re-record <laughs> all this.
2: No, it's from definitely screaming gutturals for so. 20 years. <laughs>
0: so so that was like he went into the bus and i was like oh man that's that sucks like i wish i hope he can i like i hope he comes back out because that's pretty cool yeah and out comes fucking beefcake the mighty okay bass player and he's talking talking with us he took a picture with us yeah he's like hanging out i asked him for an autograph not only did he give me an autograph but he it's right there okay
2: up Right there. it looks like barely nothing, barely but i see it
0: yeah it's a, a but i can't it I'll, like, like a little
2: drawing like a sketch or something if i
0: took that down everything would fall oh you don't oh have God. to go there <laughs> but I, it's a uh, it, it's a he drew me a fucking cartoon uh that says all hail beefcake
2: oh that's cool that's like really cool. and it
0: looks that's fucking good. cool like he looks like he could he had this big shin tattoo of uh uh peewee herman and all these oh. like horror monsters like all this like he we were talking about bands and shit like that. He was a coolest most down to earth dude. I I just to me for what they are, I think to fans and what they give to fans, not only like talent wise, but also just the fact that they're within within enough of the same I feel like bounds that they could be you could argue, you know, who should win. I feel like out of those two bands, who who should you be seeing? You should see that fucking Techno destruct- Destructo skull instead of a fiend skull you know?
2: over the misfits. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I would go um, way more fun. Is Techno Destructo the other guitarist?
0: Uh, No, it's uh, damn it. Uh, you know what? No. Yeah. Let me look that up real quick. Guitar player, because he died before. So like I said, I saw them more than any other band that I've ever seen. I saw them a bunch of times almost every year when I was a kid, like once or once a year or once every two years when they would come around when I was younger. Then when I got married for our, (laughs) we got married on like the ninth. And I feel like the week after or not long after the same month of, uh, of October, we went to see guar at the masquerade, which used to be the Ritz or maybe it switched. I can't remember. One of them used to be the old name and, then they just kind of started coming around on or around our anniversary every year after that. So every year, cause I got my wife hooked. She had never seen guar. And I was like, you're, you're going to, I think you're going to like Guar. You should check out guar. And she was like, what is this? <laughs> like she, she hadn't even heard of them
1: past no. what I was
0: explaining to her. You know what I mean? Like she had never, she wasn't familiar with them in general. And then when I took her almost every time, they were coming through. They were playing also with another band that I loved. I got to see him with the Casualties. I okay. got to see him with Every Time I Die.
2: Oh, I, I think I was at that one.
0: It's crazy. That was yeah. the one. That was the tour when I got to see him. That the guitar player had died right before that show. Yeah. That was the first show yeah. back, and I yep. was just like, Ugh. Yeah, I just got <laughs> the chills great. With... <laughs> but it was like, oh, this is sad. <laughs> I mean. They're very
2: niche. They're very niche. Like you're passionate about them. You're a fan, but like a lot of people are like, "What? No, I've never heard of
1: that."
0: Yeah. Uh, Guar. Let's see. Guitar player from Guar. So list of Guar members we have here. Because now there's there's still a there's more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's singer. Obviously. I just want to find. Yeah. So it's this guy. All right. Yeah. Flatimus Maximus.
2: Flatimus Maximus. Vladimirus. You're right.
0: Flatus Maximus sorry flatus. um and uh, you know unfortunately they i i like i the reason i call them punk rock chris or kiss or punk metal kiss or something like that is because they can interchange they can do that like flatus maximus either you can i think they make them kind of make new characters usually but i think there's also like they have the luxury of saying like before that, they definitely were switching out members. Like there was a couple of different beefcakes. There was a couple different ball sacks. There was a couple different flattest maximuses. Yeah. Now I can't remember the fucking drummer's name, but I'm not looking that up. Sorry, guys. Whatever. <laughs> <a drummer>. um, <laughs> <laughs> but I I just think that, that was that was something that I thought, especially because like, you said bad brains, I think, earlier. And I was just thinking, like, there's a lot of those bands that I think people get kind of pressured into saying they like or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or liking and then and it's just like yeah that's good it's all
2: right i'm not a huge i whatever i'm gonna smear my reputation i'm not a huge bad brains fan no no i actually it's just band recordings alive. and they have a couple songs i'll i'll listen to but
0: yeah you know who i like bouncing souls i like those guys. oh
2: i like bouncing souls
0: yeah, yeah it's but... one of those things that like so so that's one of those things i also want to give that that uh disclaimer as well at the end of this to say uh, I also would if you were saying would you like to see the bouncing souls or would you like to see the bad brains I'd go bouncing souls please <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean but that's it's so it-
2: I respect the influence of early punk bands because they were doing something you weren't necessarily like allowed to do
0: yes to
2: be but- loud and be outspoken and talk against the government in any way and do these things that early comics were like breaking barriers you know, so I respect that. But that doesn't mean I have to like them or listen to them or go to their shows or wear the dumb T-shirts or be obsessed with the skull like every girl pretends they're obsessed with the skull.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I never, you know. I never wanted to have that. Like I said, not not only did they ma- not make shirts that fit me, but I also didn't really want to wear them anyway. So. I never
2: <laughs> owned a misfit shirt in my life.
0: I, I like that one. cover
2: we did, but that's yeah.
0: it. Yeah. And th- and that's another thing is when when I found out about them, I also found out at the same time about the, like I said, the new Misfits or the new whatever with Michael Graves as the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is pretty good. And they're like, what are you talking about? This sucks. And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. This sucks. <laughs> this, is, this sucks, I saw man. the
2: fear in your eyes there. He's bad. way better.
0: Glenn Danzig is a way better guy that we should definitely I like I Danzig
2: is pretty sick by himself sure so i get
0: it <laughs> he's got all those cool wolves in his video
2: yeah he's just like a <laughs> scary old dude that lives on your block and you're scared yeah. to walk by the house <laughs> <laughs> i, uh,
0: I think a really good impression Actually, he's a he's uh, yeah i've been working on that for years that's a that's one of those bellows i, I got my danzig bellow down <laughs> Um, so we got a couple questions from Instagram Sonia uh, okay. I apologize I, I keep I've pronounced it three different ways now and That's I apologize. okay
2: sometimes it's endearing when certain people say it wrong
0: yeah I, I don't uh, yeah I mean it I mean yeah I I am glad that you brought that up I did mean that I know the right way to say it I apologize <laughs> but Sonia can I uh uh Kyle Shahan from Instagram okay. he asked this question before but he he uh has now tweaked it a little bit that I think is it's an interesting twist so what do you uh nerd out about that some people might not know i think and like in the sense of like something that you're interested in that people may not know about you know what i mean
2: oh like a thing that like a special interest that i have like that
0: you have that like you'd be like not a lot of people do this i don't think um for instance my wife just recently picked up pottery which okay. is something that's a little lo- that, that you've heard of people doing, obviously, but
2: Well, you uh, might know this about me. I guess mine would be like I'll do crafts. That's a craft, but uh, my weird thing I do is walk around the city with tarot cards and pull them out and do random readings for people because I'm an intuitive you, tarot really? reader. Yeah. Really? Yeah, where the um I, messages
0: you know, I read. did not know this about I apologize. I'm sorry, I okay. I'm tr- this is a genuine reaction right now. Okay. I did not yeah, know good. that you were a tarot card reader. <laughs> do you is it, would it be uncouth of me? Do you do them? Can you do them over like this over Zoom? I do,
2: I do them, but I do them on the internet. I have like a channel that I don't tell people about. I just told everyone about it. I'm not gonna tell you what it's <laughs> called, but I don't show my face or anything. It's, I do like, I just sit there and meditate into whatever energies are around me. So yeah, I, I do them on the computer. I do them and film them and send them to people. Do you, Are you asking me to pull them out?
0: <laughs> well, th- you just like, so I I guess I, I, I don't understand. So I have questions. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I hope you don't mind me asking more details about it because if you're not, I don't know how, if you're not showing your face, I understand that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) But like, so you say, like, you just have them with you and then you just pull them out on the street. Like, what, like, so how, like, you're just like walking past somebody and you're like, I get this energy, boom. And then it's usually
2: like more, I'll be in places. Like, if I know I'm going somewhere. There's gonna be people. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to take them to Mike's shows. That's the most common place because then besides comics, you're getting random, you know, people that are there for the shows, they're just like hanging around sometimes. Have you
0: ever gone to a mic, like walked Mm -hmm. in the room, felt an energy, and then been like and then turned around and went home?
2: Oh, um, yes, probably. And if you did,
0: did you warn anybody else? <laughs> Were you like, yeah, hey, no, I'm, I'm big on. I actually the that used
2: to that used to happen. I feel like a lot more when I was first starting out, where I just went like, nope, I already went, did two mics tonight. This one, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, mostly because you just feel the general sense of dread in the room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. <the> third mic <laughs> for yeah. <a> night.
0: <laughs> yeah, usually at that at that point, I've done that plenty of times where like. I- <laughs> I've got I've got the shows um, now. Okay, I, you reveal stuff about you. You're going to be vulnerable. I'll be vulnerable too. I've done multiple shows where people there was zero people in the audience. I mean, like nobody in the audience. Sure. And and they were like, "All right, well, I guess we'll get started." And I <laughs> I said, "I go like, can can we just go home?" <laughs> I was just like, "You don't. I mean, you're not going to pay me because nobody paid." So can I just go home? Like, do I have to I mean, do comedy? Do <laughs> I've I have never to?
2: done zero, but I've definitely done like four or five.
0: Uh, four or five I can work with. I, I can work with if there's sure. a, a warm body in front of me. I yeah, can even if there's two.
2: But yeah. usually I don't think I've ever seen less than four or five. It's something I showed up to do.
0: But if there's like not like if I'm like, OK, so I'm sitting with you guys right now and then I'm just going to go up there and talk to you for a little bit and then I'm gonna sit back next to you and then we're gonna just stand like it's just us i don't <laughs> oh so, yeah I apologize so uh-huh. I've definitely i've had that gut feeling before where I'm like I don't like the energy but I i I i'm usually like well I drove all the way here I guess I'll just hang out yeah but, so you've you've done that where so so you'll do a random reading on somebody does has have you had anybody go like which ah! and like like try to like spray you with holy water or beat you up or anything um
2: they're actually you, usually uh generally amazed and sometimes I think they're fucking with me where they'll be like, oh my God. Like, yeah. oh my God. And I'm like, like, I I can't tell if they're kidding or not, but then like, no, people actually I was honored recently. I was hanging out at Helium uh a couple months ago, there was like one of those shows where they had like Butterly and Rainey and Shane Gillis and like a bunch of other people there. And um, Shane's my homie and from mm. when he started in Philly. And he asked me if I had my tarot cards oh. and he wanted me to do a reading.
0: That's and pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Then I got to, for him and like Ian Fidance was there. And like everyone was like s- super cool about it. I never expected that from him. Really? Yeah. Why not? Um.
0: You thought he would make fun of you? I I could see that.
2: <laughs> not even that, that maybe it would just be like, well, I don't believe in that
0: sort mm-hmm. of, but like you wouldn't actually, think that, that he would bring it up to you to say like, Hey, you want to do that thing?
2: Yeah. He was like, Oh, I heard you have your cards, but I didn't even tell anybody that night. See, I'll get a feeling well, in my he head before it. he oh. has, well, we're just like, you know, you have a connection with people when you know them and they can sense sometimes what you're thinking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known him for so long that, uh, if, like people who I'll get a feeling early in the day when I'm getting ready, like someone wants me to bring these tonight. Where I get that
0: feeling out. right before this podcast.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you're gonna ask me something. <laughs> <at> some <point. laughs> That's not fair. That I, you knew
0: that because you're a guest <laughs> on a podcast. That doesn't count.
2: Um. I didn't, but they're here. So that doesn't matter. (laughs)
0: Right. Oh yeah. They're just here. Yeah. Yeah, You you uh, knew that they wouldn't, you wouldn't have to bring them. And
2: sometimes I'll get a feeling and then I just don't have room in my bag because I got a bunch of waters or whatever in there. And then someone will be like, Hey, do you have your, like Jake Matero has asked me a couple of times, but then I did take them out the other day. And then like the security guard at punchline, I haven't been to the punchline Mike in two months because it was just cold. And I just was working on the podcast more and doing a lot mm-hmm. of other stuff. So to go out on a Monday was like annoying sometimes because I have to leave my house by like five to get there by 630 because there's so much traffic that time oh my of day. God. Jesus. Yeah. It's like any other time it's 20 minutes to get there, but the, the traffic at rush hour will like kill you. And I took them and the security guard, this one younger guy was there. And he was just pointed at me like this and just looked at me and I pointed, I pulled them out of my bag real no slow. Way. And he was like, wow. Holy shit. And then he was shuffling them and like the death card came flying out and I was like, Oh man, what do you got going on? And then like, I did the reading and then he was like, yeah, both my grandmas died last summer Damn. at the same time. And I like, oh shit and the reading kind of looked like that like
0: so so be honest and, and i and i mean this with all due respect i'm not saying this as a, as to be disrespectful to you or anything like that
2: no white guys love to disrespect uh, spiritual women it's fine no, no, no. that's I, what I, I, I expected you, you from know me. i'm a
0: spiritual guy you know i believe in, in <laughs> i'm ghosts kidding and i'm
2: fucking with you <laughs> i'm sorry I'm but i will say i name.
0: will say in this case in the, my my skeptic i always have a, a very heavy skeptic like I try to lean skeptic. Sure. Because like, I feel like. And I like people like that because I like the science behind stuff. Yeah. Because I want to know like legitimately. And I mean this with all due respect. So like when I say this, do you just have like, do you think that you just have good instincts or you are good at reading people? Okay. Or is it like an a genuine, do you feel? And I, and I not in a condescending way, but just, I don't have a better word for it. I don't know if you know this, not a wordsmith. Like, do you feel like you have like a power,
2: like a gift or something like a gift? Yeah, okay. yeah, like
0: a scent, like an like legitimate extra sense. Or I
2: do have that already. Ancillary, the- ancillary, unrelated, uh, always had like premonition dreams. And I can read people's intentions really well oh, and good. energy kind of. And um, the tarot cards were one of the first things I ever did. I've done them for 20 years. I think
0: mm-hmm. like one of my and, first yeah, sorry. hobbies. Sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to write this one down so I don't forget.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So instincts, yes. But then the actual way that I think that the intuitive reading works from a science perspective. And I explained it to a lot of the guys when I, when I was doing this and to a lot of people, because a lot of people think it's, it's hard for me to explain without having them in my hands, but a lot of people just shuffle and then like you pull can get them, off them if the you top. want. I can um
0: sorry (laughs) of course I did this and I so I I I I do the uh I've I've seen it tons of times like my mom has gone to the psychic readers and the things like that I think tarot cards I guess I don't know the difference between the two so I also wrote down how to do tarot cards
2: so a lot of people just like will shuffle them around blah 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 and then just flip it off the top like this, uh-huh. in whatever order. They just kind of like lay it out. Okay. So the way I do them is we are all made of electricity. Okay. Right. And kinetic energy flows through us. Our thoughts are particle charged particles that leave our brain and create our environments around us and affect people around us. There's research, movies. Uh, what the bleep is that weird movie that the guy in the Nexium cult made? But um, oh, he made that. Yeah, but he's the nice one. He's not like okay. the crazy cult leader one. It's like the okay. guy that kind of realized something was off. I worked at a
0: video store when that came out, and I kept hearing people like people kept coming in and asking for it, and we only had like two or three copies. And I was like, Yeah, what the fuck is this movie?
2: Yeah. So I heard about it a long time ago, and I eventually watched it, and not until like recently. But um, mm. so your thoughts and your words all leave your body in particle form and affect the way. So with that in mind, when people think things and they want a tarot reading, they're thinking really hard. I give them the cards and I go, okay, think about what you want and like do this and just like move them around. You're putting your energy in there. As you're doing that, your hands are your energy centers, like your centers are your palm. That's why I hate shaking hands with people. Uh-huh. That's your energy centers.
0: You get like shocks when that happens? Like, like I
2: feel sometimes just different things Uh, it's hard to explain sometimes it's like yeah sometimes it's shock sometimes it's draining immediately sometimes it's uh just like i
0: say draining or straining draining draining
2: like it kind of feels like like they're pulling on me or something but one of your hands in these theories that are beyond like human comprehension sometimes like metaphysical stuff is that one is your sending hand and one is your like receiving hand i think this is the sending hand that's why
0: people do this
2: it's like tai chi and stuff is all yeah, in yeah. there and you know so
0: damn there's so um, there's really something to this like yeah
2: there is there really is because when you caught when you do uh, there's this uh, chinese <laughs> thing that you kind of there's a chinese um taoist like thing that you kind of like pull your energy in this way and I, and it radiates through your hands and you can feel it and there's a so i've worked on that for a long time i have a pendulum i work with and stuff like that to like connect it all but so the, when the, I,
0: the pendulum is like something that you, are you trying to like control it?
2: Yes, I can do that.
0: Oh, fuck. That's awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah,
2: No. So with thoughts, I can do that. Um, and my hand, I'll hold it over the center of my hand. I was doing a show one time in a witchcraft festival thing that we did recently that Jason got us on. But, um, so anyway, when I take the cards, I am just a really good conduit for electricity basically i like to say like i'm not doing anything i and then i'm you just have to know what the cards mean and see the way they fall and kind of understand and i'll i'm clairaudient where i can kind of hear things that are messages from the web of consciousness that we're all in yeah yeah and so i'll get words that i need to say when i'm doing it and other than that it's just like a matter of what you need to know right now
0: so it's a psychic ability it's a
2: kinetic energy tied with. Like
0: that mean? is that me?
2: Is it <laughs> I was just kind of messing around with them, oh. <laughs>
0: <but> <laughs> it looked look dark.
2: It, so, no, oh, it's it. kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel one, actually. Oh, it, okay. It's maybe like you're you've had some things on hold for a while as far as your dreams are concerned, but they're starting to break open now.
0: Kind of looks like a Slender Man POV.
2: It's a Slender Man.
0: Yeah, looks like it. But uh, um, so yeah, I, I so my mom has gotten in the past psychic readings. So how different would you say like uh, something like a psychic reading or like, or a reading you said, like you hear things, is it, mm-hmm. you're not like, you don't have the same type of abilities as like a medium or something like that, but you're just able to,
2: well, no, kind of it be- is kind of like mediums channel the same way. We all channel the same way, no matter what you call yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: Claire, there's different Claire's there's Claire sentience. There's Claire audience. I've there's- only
0: heard of clairvoyant. Honestly. Okay, there's
2: like seven of them.
0: Okay. What's Claire Sentient?
2: It's I have a screenshot of it on my phone because oh. I knew someone was gonna ask me about this.
0: Holy shit, you did know. <laughs> <laughs> you were prepared. Um, see that?
1: It had nothing see. to do with the card.
0: Um Cause I'm not, I, I really genuinely, I, I, I get the, the, and the thing that I wanted to try to avoid was making you feel like I was calling you a carny, (laughs) but I know that there's no, I am a
2: carny. (laughs) We're all carnies. All of us comedians are clowns. (laughs) But like in that
0: sense of like the, you're, I don't want to, no, I want to have, I want to be,
2: (laughs) I want to do like Skankfest and have a table where I am the clown, like I am the sideshow.
0: (laughs) But that's, but isn't that exactly like, of course, every comic that you know asks you for that because every comic, is avoiding what they they know that where they can get answers like yes they go like yeah go this, see it.
2: these are just truth yeah
0: that's they're just... like
2: psychological truths that you're afraid to know the answer to right and um actually when when shane and had asked me to do the reading for him i went I, oh yeah let me get my cards they're out in the other room so i stood up to leave and as i was walking out the door i heard somebody from the green room that was sitting back there say yeah let me see that emperor card So I didn't know who it was. I went and got the cards, I came back. I gave the cards to Shane to shuffle and he was sitting there for a while. And I go, just think about whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And then he handed me the deck back. And I went, who said that when I left and it was Ian. I said about the emperor card, the emperor card was like at the bottom of the deck, which is I do an energetic reading for you first, which is your energies. So whatever card ends up at the bottom is like one of your energies. And then one that's at the top is one of your energies. And it was the emperor card. And I went, my heart sank. My heart sank when I went to go get the cards because I was like, this is when I find out if it's real or made up. Yeah. And then when I came back and then when I was doing the reading, the emperor card came out again.
0: Damn. What? What? And what does the emperor card mean?
2: In different situations, it means different things. When you do the readings, the same card doesn't mean the same thing all the time. It's the questions that you ask, but it's a very, it's an emperor. It's someone who's in control of their empire, you know, like that kind of thing.
1: Okay.
0: And then when I, I did know how, the reading... like the death card doesn't always mean death. It means exactly like, means like a new rebirth new cycle
2: yeah. endings. It can just mean endings. Like it doesn't yeah. mean someone's going to die. Um, but uh, then I then I did Ian's next and he was the one that yelled it out. And Emperor card came out for him.
0: Damn, that's fucking crazy.
2: So all right. So Claire sentience is the ability to sense energy and the ability to intuit the source and meaning of the energy. So maybe I can do that.
0: I feel like I have a good, I have a good judge of character. Is there something in that? Like where, if I, like, if I meet somebody not like, whereas like, it doesn't matter the first impression, like the first impression, you could be late. You could be wearing like shitty clothes, but it doesn't necessarily like. Character could
2: be described as energy depending on how you think of it. Because.
0: Like, like would you say your readings for the most part are, are like relative like uh, pretty accurate let's say like to a person like a like 98 percentage you know what i mean like are they relatively accurate you would say
2: everyone i've ever done it for has said it's been accurate
0: okay so yeah, yeah. that's the
2: only thing and my and i do my own sometimes and then i go damn it i knew that was the answer like yeah. you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah it's like one of those things where you're like yep yeah
2: yeah like why did i even do this but it, it yeah it's just kind of a if you're, if you're looking for a truth about something, if you're looking yeah. for some kind of an explanation, it'll offer you what you aren't seeing sometimes.
0: Yeah, like it's, it's almost like when you are like you're mulling something over and you talk to a friend and then they just kind of say the thing that you were kind of thinking, but they either word it a little bit better or they they basically kind of just say the thing that, like you said, like you were just already thinking kind of
2: already knew, but you were like scared to know the opposite answer. Yeah. And uh, it's like a kind of like a mild form of psychotherapy, honestly. And then some people I describe it, it's magic.
1: Yeah. That's what I just say.
2: Or it's kind of like gambling a little bit because you're gambling with what your future could contain.
0: Yeah, that's what I honestly it feels like it almost feels like uh, like almost like the like like how some people feel View like a Ouija board, yeah. You know what I mean. Like they kind of feel like that one thing. Like, yeah, some people. It's it's kind of like how much energy or how much thought or power you give that. Like so, whatever you're. Listen, don't
2: because my sister's unleashed a ghost in this house one time with a Ouija board. It was an angry ghost. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: remember you telling me that was the one that like that like slammed shit. Angry old lady. Yeah, Yeah. that was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. So. So, but yeah,
2: it's like yeah, if you believe if you believe in the stuff, if you think of it, but I've gotten people to actually I've had people go, oh, I don't I don't believe in that. And then, like, I was like, OK, what what does this person need to know? And then the card that would come out, they like kind of just went. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Damn. Well, I kind of want to do a reading. OK, but I don't want to I don't want like. We I can do like... it all
2: fair if you want to do, do. you have any more questions from anybody before? Thank you, Kyle Shannon.
1: Oh, uh, let's
0: see. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? This might help. Uh, let's see. One more question, actually, also from Kyle. It says, uh, yeah, what's up? what does your favorite childhood show or movie or cartoon say about you? Oh, I
2: <laughs> loved. Childhood, mm, Pee Wee's Playhouse.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and
2: think- uh, I am still a pedophile to this day. <laughs>
0: still, still <laughs> love jerking off in theaters. That's one of my still favorite.
2: Still love things. getting jerked off in theaters.
0: You know, but I, I, I think uh, it's weird. So this, this is the reason I said it. I feel like this would, this kind of ties in close to it because we talked a little bit about dreams and stuff on, on, on your podcast. Uh, I don't want to give away too much or anything. You should listen to. I'm
2: going to be posting that. That episode is going out this week. (laughs) Oh, perfect.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, check that out because we talk about a a weird dream that I had and we talked kind of a a little bit about dreams in general, Um, but like I, I always, my favorite thing about most superheroes was and i and i and i know how like you know how like dreams can tell you about something like oh that dream actually means this or this card actually means that when you're doing a tarot reading or anything Mm -hmm. i always wanted to fly like i i always had i always was like i have i have a fear (laughs) it was so funny because (laughs) this is this is what it says so all of the um one of my favorite cartoons when i was growing up that i loved that was actually a lot older than me was the Centurions. And my favorite character was Ace McLeod. And he was the flying guy. And he had a fucking big, his blonde haired dude, mustache, and he could fucking fly and fight crime and save the world and uh, superheroes and Spider Man and all this shit. I remember I had a dream one time where I could fly. And then I started to fly. And then I got terrified because I'm still scared of heights. <laughs> and I go, oh yeah, I don't, I don't like being up that high. I don't, that's scary too. <laughs> I didn't trust the flight. You know what I mean? Like there was some, you're a pussy I,
2: even in your dreams, Pat, was,
0: even in my dreams. Like I had a dream once where I started to cheat on my wife like, and, and I, I was like, oh, I'm married. I stopped in the dream and woke oh, up. What like, a loser. What the fuck am I doing? It's <laughs> literally, I don't have you're to like, do that.
2: You're like, this is the only time I actually can do it.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, and like it was like happening, and like it was one of those things. I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm married. And I woke up and was like, what was that? <laughs> like, so I, I, I definitely feel like there's something about that. Like, I don't know whatever that's supposed to tell you. Like, when you're, I always wanted to be either invisible or fly. Like, I feel like I wanted to be. Yeah, you
2: know, I want to be invisible sometimes.
0: Yeah, you know, but I always thought of it for hijinks. You know, yeah, hide
2: out in locker rooms. I don't know what are we talking about here. Um, no, no, yeah.
0: well, you know, when you're somebody's asking you as a kid, of course, that's what you're gonna say, yeah. like that's Invisible but, uh, but even, even still, like being able to fly was like, yeah, I could just go wherever I wanted to. I was like, oh, I could go visit my aunt in New York. <laughs> it was always so practical. I was never like,
2: I mean, way better than spirit.
0: Yeah. So, so did you, did you ever, did you, were you like a, person that was like into a lot of the puppet stuff with peewee or was it more of the 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 weirdness of it like did you like a lot of tim burton stuff
2: oh yeah i love tim burton stuff and it was our saturday morning cartoon one of our saturday morning cartoon shows when i was if you're talking little kid for me it was one of our saturday morning shows that you could only watch on Saturday mornings, because there uh-huh. wasn't such a thing as like reruns yet, especially for Saturday morning cartoon stuff. Those you had to get up and watch. And it was. Just the live action part mixed with like, I guess, because I I love a good like uh, Scott Pilgrim yeah. or, you know, any of uh, Roger Rabbit uh, mixed medium in yeah. one place. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was born to be a comedian, honestly. Honest to God, because I never liked anything more than laughing and how funny the some of the weird skits were on there and the side with like the characters that would come in, because it was my other favorite one was Mr. Rogers Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: the the neighbors and stuff like the other people that would come interact with the star, like the host of the show. And he was just so weird. And I've always been weird. That's why my podcast is about weird stuff. Yeah. Um, Even after he got, uh, you know, called out in the theater
0: or whatever. I think that's I think that's the thing, though, is is the is that never changed who he was, because I think there's something about being shown grownups that are willing to to treat kids like either to be fully silly or to be like to commit to children like like kid friendly. Yeah.
2: on on their on their medium that they work in
0: kid-friendly yeah. in both ways like those are two great examples right there mr rogers and peewee are two great examples of kid-friendly at two ends of the spectrum there's kid-friendly in an, a very adult way of saying like hey how's it going yeah like, and chill like a like loves his wife and yeah you know <laughs> just like a solid dude that's just like hey i'm gonna hang out and just kind of just like like, really nice
2: neighbor in the neighborhood that would like, never touch you. <laughs>
1: right,
0: yeah, <laughs> That like break down how you feel and not feel you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a better, you put it better, <laughs> but, the, but there, there's a, and then like with Peewee where it's this like adults being silly. That's what I loved about. Uh, I wanted, I think I very clearly, I always say like, I, I knew I wanted to do. Comedy because of like Gallagher, George Carlin, and sure.
2: Weird. Those are my two top two when I was a kid
0: too. Yeah, super silly. Like yeah. both of those guys. Again, that's that's two ends of a very silly spectrum. But then you have one guy that's going and schmackity hitting watermelons. <laughs> and then one of the, one of the guys is like wackity schmackity, suck a dick. You know, <laughs> you know, or just
2: like making these uh points about human nature and stuff, yeah. these like valid, very valid and expansive points, but still just like screaming about the government or whatever, like, you know what I mean? And I I always said I'm a weird kid because I watched that when I was like eight or nine when his special came on HBO, like watching that in my room, like a psycho Both
0: equally, you know, both of those guys equally like those. Those I loved
2: Carrot Top, too, when I was a kid, (laughs) Yeah,
0: like the silly the, the, the being committed to silliness. But I think I so clearly wanted to be the exact thing I wanted to be and kind of ties into the question was Joey from Full House. I wanted oh, to be yeah. exactly I even wanted to change I didn't like my name I didn't like Patrick I didn't want you to want be, someone
2: to go down on you in a theater
0: yeah <laughs> <and write laughs> an Elaine. Ex- <laughs> I wanted that fucking bear tell you the truth <laughs> <laughs> I she bear <laughs> <laughs> the cross-eyed bear you know yeah but she wanted the uh, I I feel like I wanted to do animation yeah wanted to do comedy yeah and I wanted to just be like that's what I wanted my career to be like never to like you said never have to not be funny or joking around or something like that. Yeah, always- just all the
2: time. He was he's uh, he's, you know, cut it out. Yeah, to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: a, He's he's the ideal. Like, that's the it, when I was a kid, that's what I wanted to be. When I'm an adult, I wanted to be Jim Norton. But like we're both very odd. <laughs> if the, now you're mixing some more of the peewee in there. That's some more. That's of the, a little
2: I used to say I wanted to be like a female Jim Norton because that's I sometimes I'm just so.
0: Yeah, raunchy,
2: I guess. Even he doesn't want a female
0: Jim Norton. No. <laughs> or female anything really. But um <laughs> there is a uh there's just enough time. How how long does a tarot card reading take usually?
2: Well, it depends on what kind of questions you want answered. Sometimes that's what I was trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. 15 what- minutes, sometimes they're half an hour, sometimes they're an hour. It depends on how far I sit there and how deep because I have four different decks. So sometimes I'll do like, I start with the physical, like what's going on in your physical world. And okay. then I can do the energetics behind that. And then I like to pull out this one that my friend got me at Salvador Dali renderings of all the tarot. Oh, and that was shit. one of my first decks and it's very shadowy and kind of scary. So I'll pull that one out and ask what the messages you're not seeing, like your shadow messages about your life.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then I have
2: a new one that I just got. It's actually, um, like alchemical symbols. And uh-huh. that, I don't know if you saw this, the thrice on my forearm too. Yeah. Oh is shit, I al- did not see alchemy that. Index. That's the one I
0: have. Yeah, that's what yeah. I am yeah. saying. Yeah. The alchemy index. Oh shit, I didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, uh, you you one. said
2: the other album, you said the different one, but this is one and they two, really? the alchemy index. Yeah, I think you said that, doesn't matter. You can go oh, back. Everyone can go back and rewind and listen later because we have, uh, right. but yeah, they're sometimes I'll sit down to do them for my channel and just start asking whatever questions kind of come to me and it'll be 45 minutes later.
0: Damn. Well, can we can we try to
2: we can absolutely do one off the air after this for a look for quickly if you'd like to try one out. Yeah,
0: well, no, I mean, we can do it on the air. You want to do it on the air? All right. Is it is it it... I see that's that's the only thing that that worries me is the fact that you're like, you want to do it on the air? Like, I mean, it's personal. It's very
2: personal truths. And like sometimes you might go, I don't know if you want everyone to know your business, if you got a question you want to know, or I can just ask general questions and see what the spirits have to tell you. But it can get very personal. It's reading your psychic energy. And can tr- trans transmuting it to me and trans sending it my way through my hands by way of my hands and coming out.
0: Do you have to do anything with my hands?
2: No, because you're not here, but I, I will touch yeah. the cards and physically. Um,
0: yeah.
2: my physical deck is under my pillow because I have to sleep on them and cleanse them. So you're going to get a really good reading if I go, if you want me to go get it, I will go get it.
0: Yeah, it'd be crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone
2: gets to see my boobs when I stand up again.
0: Oh, geez. <laughs> So I think they're sleeping on them. I didn't even ask the question I fucking meant to ask. I just thought of that. Now we got a whole nother question. How why do you have to sleep on them? <laughs> I feel I love when I meet somebody that, like, oh yeah, we know each other through comedy. I'm just like, let's not talk about comedy hardly at all. Let me just ask you I
2: mean, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this wasn't a comedy podcast. I had
1: but no idea.
0: I, so I I uh I had a que- the question I had from before and, and and I I was realizing as you were leaving, I got a whole nother question now. Okay. Was and you said do tarot cards? How do you like do them? Like how do you how- watch me? Okay, yeah, you're right. I guess you're. right. <laughs> so does like, but does does somebody like teach you how to do this? Well. Do you like You're follow? The- to,
2: I mean, nowadays, it's such this huge because of TikTok. Everyone's like, I'm a tarot card reader. And that's fine. Great. But like before. OK, so the way I found out was I had heard of it, I guess. But then um, one guy I dated around 2002, one of my long term boyfriends, uh, his mom was like just going through some old stuff. And she had an original like 1970s deck. That's like. Really cool. Yeah. It's just because you're supposed to be given your first deck. You're not supposed to go buy it. It's like a you, you, in the way that there are certain spiritual things that you encounter in your lifetimes here on this earth as you do your awakenings and however many life cycles you have here, is you're shown information at the time you're ready for it. Okay. So, okay. I was given these cards and whatever. And it came with a little book. There's little books that just come and it'll be like, okay, ask these five questions and put the cards in this formation. And they're called spreads. Okay. So that's the traditional way. Like the old way is people just go, whatever you shuffle it, however you want, you cut it, whatever. And then you lay them out in a formation, like a one's like a figure eight and one's like a four leaf clover, but they're different tried and true methods that people have used of these ways of discerning things that you want to know. Now the cards kind of fly everywhere when I do it. So if you seem like, bending over to pick it up. So for what I want you to do right now is think about what you want answers to in your physical life right now, or what kind of questions. And if you have a specific question, I can literally ask a specific question you want answered. And I'm thinking about what you need to know right now.
0: I'm thinking, so do don't, I just
2: you don't have to tell me, just okay, think yeah, it yeah. at me real hard. You're just transmitting. There's an energy does not know time and space. Energy does not realize you're in a different part of the state.
0: So, and you say physical being like, is it like, Literally, this is going to be like your life. This is going to be
2: your physical part of your life. Okay. Because these are very physical cards. And then this is like an energetic deck that's a little harder to translate in a physical terms. So I use this one for energy. And, <laughs> and this, just, this is the Dali one. This is the Dali one. Oh, that's and awesome. They all have really cool artwork, but some yeah, were I, very brutal.
0: We have and the, uh, we had the Dali museum where I grew up is, oh. uh, Salvador Dali is right by St. Pete. Uh, Okay. Beach. and we like, at the, the, Like it's, I think the largest uh, uh, collection of Dolly paintings on the East coast or something like that, or maybe aside from like some of the other originals and stuff, like there's like the big one, like they lend ones out and stuff like that. This is. Yeah. They
2: had an exhibit up here at the art museum a few years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. they Like this is, I've never been to a, I've been to plenty of museums since we moved up here, but like, this is one of the museums that lends their stuff out to those museums, which is crazy. And it's like, okay. see a lot of that stuff so all right
2: well you're in your head about something and yep okay um what does pat need to know about this i am asking like the collective energies that surround us i'm not asking you when i do that i have to ask the question right or the you'll see me just cycle through the cards and nothing will come out okay so what does pat need to know about this situation that's going on in his head right now It's Pat to now in his physical life about this situation.
0: Oh, one did fly.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you, you're in a situation where you need to either, or you want to try to go forward with something you're working on or say something painful that you don't want to say or sign a contract technically in like legal terms. Those are the kind of energies that surround this card. Okay. Like this might be like, if, you know, when you have to tell someone a hard truth, yeah that kind of energy yeah yeah or you're afraid to say something because it might hurt or it might be difficult or it might be hard for you even to just say what you need to say or go forward but the pen in this deck these feather pens are swords okay because this is the philly deck you're going to see some philly characters come out here
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
2: so this is someone on their way or or thinking about going forward with saying something, doing something, signing contracts, signing divorce papers, not you, but like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Those are the general. All right. So this thing that you want to, that you have to do, what does Pat need to know here? What does Pat need to know right now about this? It's how this I ask the question. It's how I ask the question. Yeah. So my, um, where is this going? This?
0: Yeah. Oh, so is it the one that flies out? That's the one that,
2: yeah, it's the energetics. Okay, uh, it's about um stability with
0: uh, this
2: is a feminine energy on the card, obviously.
1: Uh huh, okay.
2: it's about stability in that manner of mm-hmm. speaking, and it could be your own internal energy or it could be a woman that's around you. Um, so she's kind of like sitting on her chair, just kind of patient energetically this could be a thing or a person right okay so so you're kind of thinking about going towards you have to say something about your what you consider to be stability in life right now 3d things there's metaphysical aspects and 3d aspects Mm
0: -hmm. so that like some of it is like it is it's like representative or it's like something that's like oh yeah this it's it's it's, it's literally because like because there's like a couple things that i'm thinking of that yeah, so i can help you, about, you clarify
2: yeah so that's what we do is we go through and help clarify more uh give pat more clarity on this queen this situation queen of pentacles damn so queen it just pat.
0: works like that literally like where you're just like
2: i have to just ask the question right um
0: yeah.
2: what's clarity on this for pat what is the clarity here give clarity um you're tired of feeling like money is a struggle.
0: Okay. Um, so it was it was the thing I thought. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, because there's a masculine and a feminine energy there, like out in the cold, they say about this card sometimes that you feel like you're out in the cold energetically. So
0: this, yeah. So this literally, if I may, yeah. There I and I've talked about this with a couple of friends of mine. Because being so isolated where I am, like with comedy and stuff like that, and feeling with the the not necessarily like you know people say don't compare yourself to other people and sure. stuff like that a lot of times yeah there's still an element of like I feel like there should be like not that I deserve more and I'm reminded sometimes by my wife the feminine energy that a lot of times like not to compare like I've chosen a different path sure and I've had and I've had a really conflicting. Uh, deal with it, especially coming out of COVID.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of like, do I continue to pursue something that I love, like comedy? Yeah. Because financially, I'm not able to provide enough for my wife and to go forward with that stuff. Like so, like I'll, I like she is somebody who is a main breadwinner and is somebody that I mean,
2: like this lady here. That's, that's the lady who's sitting <laughs> patiently. That's the that's what and I'm saying. She's got a microphone that she speaks her truth to you. Right. right.
0: And she believes in me and she's the one that says keep going. But yeah. I'm tired of this.
2: You're tired of this feeling.
0: Yes.
1: Um, That's well, crazy. Can...
2: <laughs> 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 so there's a quick one we can keep. I can I can keep going. I don't know if this is the so way. No. So, thing then, so then what do I do? All right. OK, well, I can <laughs> ask that. But are you ready for the truth? Yeah. OK. Like,
0: literally, like right. legitimately, okay. it's one of All those right. things that. Yeah.
2: All right. So I have to kind of like give me a second to like kind right. of regather my you own. You gotta theory. get back into so it, right? Regarding this five of pentacles, which is the feeling like this isn't enough, it's not stable enough, it's not support enough, it's not enough
0: mm-hmm. That's stability I
2: mean. here. Regarding this card.
0: Am I still supposed to be thinking at you hard too?
2: No, I'm kind of trying to listen to the they call them guides because there's lack of a better term. I right? like
0: that. I like that better than spirits or yeah, it's mystics um, or Elders. Sorry. I can
2: literally just say, should Pat keep trying to pursue comedy for a career? But are you afraid of the answer? No. <laughs> There's no, stability no, I know the deck where I'm holding it, but hold on. Yeah. All right. Should what's, what's the, I'm going to ask an energetic card. I'm going to pull an energetic Ooh, card. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, what's the energy surrounding Pat <clears throat> continuing with his creative pursuits as a career? What's the energy? So I'm just shuffling them to kind of mix them up. Because I was playing with them yesterday and earlier. What's oh, yeah. the energy surrounding Pat moving forward with his creative career?
0: Oh, we got one, guys. We got one.
2: Uh, you're waiting for a message from the spirits, actually. Yeah. Um, hold on. All right, let's see here. God damn what, it! What are the, the fucking cards
0: are gonna waiting? tell me to just keep going or some shit. This is gonna um, be ask again later.
2: Is uh, you have loving support from your feminine. You do. Yeah. You know that yeah, what, yeah. what other energies are surrounding this career for Pat?
0: Was that that was Was that a wing around the
2: it's just kind of like, like, um, yeah. Okay. Just kind of like, all right. So like, see how that's the mother of cups. You have this very supportive. It's something you do have an opportunity to do something you love.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, let's see here. Um, now, financially, what is the energy?
0: Yeah. Uh oh. oh actually
2: not it's that's a good card okay you have a lot of connection and love in this area
0: i do and Um, that's what keeps me going
2: yeah so all right um i just got told to pick up like the shadow messages to see if there's anything you're not seeing about it that's okay sometimes we just don't see things
0: oh that came out quick this is an urgent message that
2: was kind of me like (laughs) Oh. The cards. <laughs> yeah and how do you
0: know when you just fuck up and how <laughs> i can feel it i okay. can feel
2: it in my fingers uh when, when it's me more than and if and if i swear to you if it's not me and i do that and i put it back in the deck, if it wants to come out, it's coming back out
0: yeah yeah like oh if it's that like, one i'll like, no, that meant, was an accident it's meant, to come
2: out, it's meant to come out and i will literally pick up different decks and the same card will come out shit so that's always interesting when that happens so but- um
0: But the dark one came out. This is so the dark one doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna or shadow. You said not dark. Shadow.
2: It's something you're not seeing about the situation. Right. Yes. What's Pat not seeing about the situation?
0: This is fucking awesome. What's Pat? You're good at this.
2: Um, there's a naked truth here that you're not seeing. I'll try to find that for you.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what does a naked truth? truth mean? What's
2: the naked truth here?
0: Uh,
2: uh, you're not gonna like this it's in the hands of uh destiny more than you okay um what is the energy moving forward here and is that a talent
0: an agency or something uh all right destiny booking you're
2: gonna be a struggling artist
0: (laughs) yeah
2: uh it's it's that look uh, okay. So it's, sometimes it's one of those like, things uh, that
0: like, don't give it up. You have an audience. It's
2: like, all right, see, this guy is the knight of swords. And I said, uh-huh. it was like a little bit of a painful kind if there could be two knights of swords in this deck, there might be, look at how it's two of this. It yeah. It looks like they're
0: on the swords. same plane.
2: They're this, they're this, they are, they're the same suit. So there's cups, there's swords, there's wands and mm-hmm. there's pentacles. So when these two came out, it's like, if there was another of this same card, I bet it would have been that. Going to yeah. be a struggle. It's not going to be easy. You already know that kind yeah. of going into this. Anything else Pat needs to know about continuing to pursue this in his physical life here. Damn, Anything that's else Pat um any more messages from Pat physically for this situation? It's how I ask the questions or if there's just nothing to ask. Oh. Um,
0: so uh, that was going to be another question I had was like how do you know when it's like
2: it will you just see me cycle through the cards and nothing pops out. Huh oh. So it depends I, if I think the right question at it or say it out loud, that's when I'll get the answers. But sometimes then, even then it's just done. It's kind of like, that's it. That's all that had to come out. So any more messages for Pat about his physical existence here in that situation?
0: Oh, oh, there we
2: go. Oh no. Yeah. um, You're very fearful yep. about it. Um. Yeah. So uh, <sighs> what should Pat be doing about this fear?
0: That's do you help. do you have like people do you have like people come out and say like like they didn't know that they were fearful like they like like that's a hard truth like because like I, I i do a lot of self-assessment a lot of times and i and i think i'm a little too comfortable in uncomfortable situations and being wrong or being scared as wrong yeah yeah or no or just being scared and being vulnerable and like not knowing well like when you say that when you say like this is something that you're very scared of or you know like yeah I absolutely am like
2: I've never you know. done this on a live podcast. I've just done it for people uh-huh. so they don't usually stop and ask questions. They'll sorry. usually like kind of let sorry. me go but that's fine cuz it's for the purpose of your podcast it might be more interesting to expand on that kind of stuff but People yeah, like, I mean, everyone can usually admit to me because I'm sitting there going through this vulnerable stuff with them that I don't really know these things about you. It's the cards telling me as you're Mm -hmm. seeing it the real time. It's the energies that come out in these cards and the messages that come out here Um, for someone to go. No, I'm not afraid. No, they're usually by that point. They've already opened up to me. And where I usually it's somebody I know most of the time. I have done strangers, but then I'll stick kind of generic. I'll stay like not. But the meaning of this card is. Usually a fear of something, a okay. fear of saying goodbye, a fear of going forward, a fear of anything. I could say, what's this? What's the biggest fear here that Pat needs to face? Do you see how there you we know?
0: go. I like that one.
1: Oh, oh
0: there it is. Oh. <laughs> There's like a pile of them on the floor. <laughs> no, Grasp it's
2: on. actually that is something you love going to yield this message that you're looking for. It's the same card. It's what is the it? Hierophant from two different decks.
0: Damn.
2: You need to look this card up when we get off of here and look at your own meanings. Look up Hierophant.
0: Hierophant. Her-
2: <laughs> Her- Hierophant. Can you see it spelled there? Hierophant. 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 Okay. So it's a generally a messenger from the universe. You need to listen closely to the messages in your intuition and your conscious and your dreams. Pay attention to those dreams because that's where our spirit messages come in here and reach us when we're in those subdued states of dreaming and metaphysical energy, when our brains are inactive in the conscious mind, Mm -hmm. you need to delve into your subconscious. This is like a kind of like an intuition thing or like like going and doing meditation and listening to those messages about that creative career, especially. Um, Wow. What's Pat's messages about the podcast? You see it as a future. You do see this as a future. You're just not sure if it's really going to work out. Um, anything Pat can do here in his physical life to help. I was going to say to help make it work. <laughs> and that is that is a heartbreak card. Oh. So it'd be, you know, maybe like accept the possibility of heartbreak. Okay. Right. It's kind of like when you go into dating, I feel like, and you go, well, I mean, like if someone uh, ghosts me, oh, well, Mm -hmm. like if this doesn't work out, oh, well, because otherwise you could end up with that little, like, see that little red heart in there. Uh Like it could be the big, it could be the big painful heart, but it could also be something good. It's just, you have to be ready to face that. Because your your indecisiveness and your wavering contributes to potential heartbreak in something that you love. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and I think yeah. that's that's really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Just say any more messages before I close this part. Oh. Yeah, you're too. You have a chance to start a new cycle, but you're too stuck in your head about it. Yeah. Um. So nothing's going to open up. It's just going to be this more pain. Kind of more mental pain and anguish. Uh, how can Pat relieve this mental pain and anguish?
1: How can Pat clear this mental pain and anguish?
2: Hmm. This is the card of making a choice in your real life. Making a, a decision regarding your money situation. Yeah. Like a definite choice. She has two options here. So you're her. Okay. One's the better option with more money and one's the one that you have to help along a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Um, energetically. What's the, what's the answer here? What is, what should Pat be going towards energetically? Uh, becoming less defensive. And your own energy about it yeah right instead of guarding this and blocking it off this the wand is our creative energy where we make our magic but you're like blocking it by being you're on guard like in how he's in the defensive position like as a cobra would be coiled up and ready to strike you're like ready to strike but you're also blocking yourself a little bit because you're so focused on the physical aspect of it instead right. of understanding the
0: the creative outcome. yeah yeah
2: but, yeah um do you have any specific question you want me to add
0: no i don't think so i think i got actually that that is exactly that made me feel better because when you started going into the lady energy and then like the the legal papers and shit and i was just like wait what what the fuck? And I was like, I really hope it's that other thing. I'm glad that the cards decided that and I didn't because I was like, damn, am I gonna have to get a fucking divorce? Like does no, the cards are just gonna tell me I got to divorce?
2: Usually when I do my readings, when I do them, not in this like kind of I have a little table over in the corner where it's like a spread area. So they because they'll tend to fall and stack on top of each other in the areas that they belong.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So it's a little harder for me to do it like this because they're kind of just coming out all over. Because when I'm down at my smaller table, they'll like, okay, like the queen of pentacles and the knight of swords might have stacked up over here, but then these other ones might have been all the way over here and unrelated to this. Mm -hmm. And it helps me read the story better, you know, of what's going on overall. But it makes sense. Once you say what you were thinking about, how it resonated with you, and that's the importance is it resonates different with everyone. I could pull these same cards for somebody else and get a different energy. Yeah based on what they're feeling and how they're reacting to it Mm. so
0: so um, uh, my my last question uh and I really do appreciate you doing that that was really cool I like
2: doing them it's fun
0: that was that was really cool and it was really insightful in the sense that like you have a an ability that I didn't I didn't want to like you don't do the thing where like the medium where you say something and then I go like, yes, that's my aunt Steve, you know, I,
2: I actually, that's what I was doing at the witchcraft show. Yeah. Like using your, using your, the clear audience that some of us have, some people are just better at doing that. I only learned how to do that last year.
0: And that's legitimately what I sent over to you was like, was like, okay, here's something that I'm thinking of, but the thing that I'm always worried about. And anytime I think about, about like hypnosis, I don't necessarily it's so funny I believe in ghosts and this and all this other shit but hypnosis for some reason like uh entertainment hypnosis I don't necessarily believe in and I know it's the same one but it's just a little bit it's just I've a, always like, wanted
2: to go try that cuz I'm yeah. skeptical on the T anything on TV Yeah I go
0: like they're in on it. You're, you think they're in on yeah. it.
2: They're not eating that onion like it's an apple. But yeah, yeah. then you hear stories about people going to those live shows and seeing people do crazy shit, but they could be plants. I don't know until I go do it myself.
0: Exactly. And that's and that's always my thought when especially with this stuff or like seeing a psychic or something and me going like, OK, here's what I want to know. And then them going like, oh, no, that's not what you need to know. This is what you need to know. And then have it yeah. be, like you said, you're like you said, it could go to a dark place. You know, this kind of thing of like but legitimately something like that where i've i've done some real because you know there's a lot of fucking comics and there's a lot of fucking podcasters like and we were talking about this earlier with podcasting of what am i what am i actually adding and what can i put my energy into that i can offer something so i this is a legitimate thing that i've gone through in my head and i'm not scared of an answer anymore i just want to know if i'm not going to be the comic podcaster video editor this you know like all this other shit like I want to do something and I have enough lanes in there but the cards that were shown to me that are are ones that anytime I think about it I get reassurance from either somebody that I've met through comedy that my, all of my connections that I've made my wife the feminine energy who is also the breadwinner and the financial but the mainly- the pentacles the the issues that I've had have been with the financial part of it and I am tired of feeling useless. I, so that's the thing of like I the artistic side of it, I love I there I'll never get tired of doing stand-up or open mics or any other of that shit. It's just the fact of like when it becomes to feel like I'm a fruitless effort, it's a fruitless. Yeah, you yeah, there's a point where uh,
2: there's a common sentiment I agree with that like after you do it for so long, if you don't have any traction. Yeah. What do you, you could continue to do it. You're right, but then at that point you could pick up a different hobby or something. At that, if it's just a hobby, if it's not a job right. source of any income, not one penny. Right. You know what I mean? Which like comedy isn't
0: necessarily that. Out. Like it's not like a. It's well, not. It like, is for some people. Well, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like it's not 100%. like I'm sitting here where I, I, anytime I have this thought, or if I talk to a close friend that I've I've met or something like that up here, uh, it's always been. Like it it these cards, the cards that essentially you're showing me, and the cards yeah. that the heart, the truths that you're showing me are literally like, no, the issue is me. It's the fact that I have whether it be a uh a hesitation to put myself block. out there, yeah, a mental block or anything like that, because it's not that I have a lack of creative ideas or thoughts like that, it's just it's True. the execution, it's the fear.
2: I kept um. Not to cut you off.
0: No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: I kept getting a like a whatever the suggestion I'll say in the back of my head that you want to know what the future holds.
0: Yeah, no, that's I think that it's
2: actually it's a good, it's a decent, it's it's a good. The the um, you're still all right.
0: So the struggling artist card when you got that one or when you sent that one or showed me that one or whatever Mm -hmm. that was essentially was like the route that I'm taking and the thing that my wife reminds me of all the time is the fact that the I've gone away that I want to try to build my own audience. Sure. And, and when that you do that, and you're not somebody that's willing to uh, try to be on a like AGT or we conform uh, to or to, something or, 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 or a comedy it, competition or do other things be like
2: mainstream things. TV comic.
0: Yeah. Like stuff like that, where I'm like, I, I, it's it's I I'm sure I could do that, but it's I don't know if I want to do that. So it's kind of like that's the idea of I forgot where I was going with that. I apologize. You were saying building a fan oh, base this, and I say that to artists, people all yeah.
2: the time struggling artists have people respect them and watch them because they watch them come up from nothing instead of just but a lot of the people you see on America's Got Talent have been doing comedy for a long time, I think. Yeah. Already. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were already pursuing it and already have like an agent or something. Cause I just, I did a weekend with uh, Joe Madaris and he was just on there, but he's been doing comedy like 30 years.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing of like, of not like of trying to figure out my lane and kind of going like, okay, well, and, and the struggling artist card was kind of like one of those things of like, oh, okay. So that's a thing of, yeah, that's essentially what I've kind of been striving for. So it's kind of it's kind of nice and reassuring, but I I interrupted right as you pulled that last card, and I apologize. No,
2: that was it. That I I kept hearing like, tell them what's the future of, of this. Yeah, and it it's a idea of you back here, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of staring ahead at what the prize is at the end of the day. Okay. So you're still back here, still working on it. The future holds positive potential here for it
0: but but money, it doesn't say money. I'm not, I'm
2: not saying it says money here, but it's a positive potential for your perceived success in the, in the creative career that you want.
0: Perfect. Okay.
2: Does that equal money? Not all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably not for me. Yeah.
2: Not everybody becomes a superstar at what they do. There's a hundred million, whatever second string, third string football players not everybody is Mahomes or wentz or whoever whatever you know hurts right Right. these like star quarterbacks so uh i could ask what's the what's the financial potential in the future here what's the financial potential in the future yeah the financial potential any physical financial potential here
0: this one at least i can report back to the wife and let her know because she i think Um, she has the expectation of not
2: great
0: yeah yeah, that's what I figured.
2: Oh, it's a lot of uh, um uh, unease.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, the, like, does it, does it rent a balancing?
2: It's like a balancing act. Do you see how he's trying to balance two coins?
1: Uh
0: huh.
2: <laughs> so it's gonna be a balancing act financially. Okay. Okay. I'm
0: used to that. I can do that.
2: Yeah. So that's about it.
0: But hey, that guy. You know what I see there? Two coins in his hands. He's got coins in both hands.
2: He's got coins. He's got some really jacked calf muscles. Maybe that's in your future. Uh, love a good you know, cast. I know muscle. that those aren't your calves but still yo <laughs> I'm, I'm flexing those too <laughs> uh, he's got nice biceps uh, whatever maybe you'll yeah. suddenly be a fit runner in the future <laughs> yeah
0: that's that's what it is that's how I'll get to that that end point
2: <laughs>
0: but uh Sonia thank you so much for uh making the time and and answering a lot of, uh, honestly every single oh the last question I had sorry okay um, yeah why you, why you, you wrote understand? something down Why do you have to sleep on the deck to clear them?
2: Oh, because it's the time when you're when you are in REM state or dreaming or theta state or any of these states you go through throughout the night is when you are like. Most sensitive and open to the subconscious energies that we pull in and out the way power stations do not generate electricity and send it out okay they meter and regulate electricity electricity that is pushed and pulled back and forth Mm -hmm. from the two points okay so it's like constantly pushing and pulling so with our brains because we operate on the same electricity you're pushing and pulling out all day long, depending on what state you're in. When you're conscious and you're awake, you're mostly pushing out thoughts. You're not as receptive. That's why when you go into meditation and dream states, right. you're pulling energy in because you're open, right? The there's a, a Buddhist saying. It's like the the un the focused and unfettered. I don't know if you know what that word is. Yes, under- do. I do. Actually, do know. Okay. Unfettered mind is one of the most powerful things in the universe. So when you're asleep, your mind has zero focus. Your conscious mind has no dominion over your energy that you're pulling in from the entire consciousness. See the entire consciousness behind me here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the coll- collective unconscious around me pulls in at such a stronger rate when you're asleep that I believe it's like washing over you in waves and just washing over these cards and kind of rinsing them of the energy that I'm consciously putting in there when I'm shuffling them or when people touch them and I take them out and they're around other people and other people's energy gets like all quantum entangled on there. Yeah, yeah. You, when you, when you're sleeping and cause I'll wake up and take them out. I have crazy dreams when I put them under there. Usually I, I did say, have yeah. some crazy dreams last night. I had, I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I was thinking about it all day at work. I was trying to like, remember what the hell it was. I just know it was intense and, um, but like, so those waves are coming in and clearing through these physical, tangible things, the same way it goes through this body when you're asleep, right? You're awesome. And I think because you're interconnected and it's like just in there in the bed with you, it's, I've read that that's a, a way to do it a long time ago. And I'm sure when it was first invented, nobody had any ex- explanation or idea why. Yeah. Yeah right a lot of metaphysical stuff you know in western especially thought didn't come here until the you know 40s and 50s
0: yeah the expo- the science the scientific elements or ac- explanations weren't even available exactly it, it they just, would, just they would just say you
2: just do yeah. you just do this that was just yeah. like a practice like oh you just sleep on them to reset them right and would people wouldn't go into why it was just like okay because you're so your thoughts are so powerful
0: so so I'm I apologize that we dirtied up the card that you just already Got all no, it's I scary. sometimes
2: I sleep on them every night of the week if I use them a lot,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and it gives me crazy dreams. But uh, it kind of, you know, it just has to be done. You got to cleanse your crystals every once in a while. You got to cleanse your body. You got to cleanse everything. Your space.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I think overall, it's a it's it's a a thing that I. And like, again, I'm kind of like skeptical, like, again, with the the hypnosis or anything like that, it's, it's ultimately at first I'm like, oh, I'm a little skeptical. But once you start pulling that stuff out, I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you can't argue all of it. So I you can't I, argue.
2: I, I didn't believe in Reiki until I went to somebody that was really, really good at it. Yeah. And I had like a couple encounters that startled the person doing it. OK, yeah. And I went, OK, I believe in Reiki now.
0: Nice. Hell yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it, like I said, and I uh, appreciate everybody for listening and watching. Make sure you yeah. check out Sonia's podcast. Uh, Yo, that's weird. Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. And again, thank you so much for being here, man.
2: Thank you, Pat, for having me and letting me pull out my weird mystical cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to stop the stream and uh, goodbye, everybody. All right. Later. I appreciate you so much. I'm not going to keep it too much longer. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I hope you have a great night and a great week.
2: Thank you. You as well. And I will, I got to edit your thing. Maybe tomorrow I'll try to, I might edit tonight for a little bit and just get you a clip made.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then I'll start sharing that around and tag you in it and stuff. And then uh, get the full episode out as soon as I can.
0: Hell yeah. All right. I'll talk to you then.
2: Many blessings as my one tarot reader says.
0: Many blessings. Bye.